here. <laughs> Jimmy, they are here. Let me make something clear for all those that's listening. Get your mind right with the most high. Yeah, stay prayed up. Walking for that Christ, understand? Check it. Jimmy Dar, yo, I'm coming back home. Jimmy Dar, yeah, I'm back in the zone. The king is returned, back on his throne. If you don't know, ask somebody, I. Jimmy Dar, yeah, I'm coming back home. Jimmy Dar, yo, I'm back in the zone. The king's returned and he's back on his throne. You better ask somebody, I. Check it. I vex some seeds. Mess with me, boy, rest in peace. I'm the secret recipe. I'm a specialty, especially when it comes to my rhyming. That's right, yeah, I make good timing. Crushing dudes and turning chicks to Mr. Diamonds. Why you over there talking about needing a hospital? Yeah, you'll be climbing for the success. Yeah, you'll be declining at your best. Mess with me, I'm the best MC. I can tell you over from the east to the west Indies. From overseas to the most high. I'm that dude on the ground in the sky. Jerry it all, yeah, ain't no surprise. Open up your eyes and recognize. Yeah, Jerry the Dar's coming home. That's right, son, I'm back in the zone. And the king's returned back on his throne. You better ask somebody, aight? Yeah, and now you know from uptown down below. Favo Radio. You better ask somebody. Cause everybody knows Jerry the Dar's the party. family it's your boy j rated all and yes you are tuning in to favorable radio where you heard it here you heard it first on favorable radio family there are no stereotypes no discrimination we talk about everything there's no filters and there's no censorship we talk about spirituality religion what's going on in the world relationships all that and a whole lot more so if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying, to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And you're tuning into another episode of Favor Radio, where you heard it here. You heard it first, no doubt. I hope everybody is maintaining the best way they know how. I hope you all are in better spirits than, than most, if not all. And I pray that you all find fulfillment, joy, and peace in the life that you are living currently because we're only appointed one time on this planet and then after that it's judgment. And I'm going to be very honest and this may rub a lot of you the wrong way but one thing I cannot say is a lie. I may not sound like I'm the most encouraging, enthusiastic person at this moment which can be depressing I get it. And uh, 
you know, I've shared a lot of personal feelings, experiences, spiritual and physical experiences with you all. Um, family as best as I as best as I knew how. A lot of people have told me they really appreciate that because of the authenticity and because of what it actually does and um, how it makes you feel. But the other thing about it all is this. I don't want to be unrealistic. And I say the things to you that are realistic so that it can change your life and help you go into a more positive direction. Because a lot of people are going, they're not going to tell you all this. They're going to sugarcoat it or they're going to tell you what seems just to be bad and no good. Or they're going to just give it to you in a good way with no bad. Or they're going to tell you the things that you can do that they say is good, which is really probably not. We're all guilty of experiencing things in this world. But the only way we can learn is through experience. You know, I, I don't have all the answers, fam. I don't. I have learned a great deal of things from from failure. I've learned a lot from how I was taught. I've learned a lot from things I've learned just through experience. And I'm still learning. There are going to be days where my, my, my confidence may come off as just, you can't touch this. <laughs> other days you may hear, like you hear in my voice now, and you've heard in other podcasts before, where I'm not having the best of moments. But I thrive through them all. I somehow still get through them all. There are going to be moments I, I tell you that, hey, nothing is without some type of um, failure, trial, tribulation, error. And it's the truth, because if you haven't lived enough to know that by now, whether you read a Bible or not. What is the secret that you have that the rest of us are missing as to not having to deal with trials and tribulations? I know that I'm probably not the number one pick on most people's uh, list as far as worldly behavior, as far as celebrities, as far as cool. You know, you're never going to be everybody's number one. And there may be parts of your life, different chapters of your life where you may have been a particular type of people's uh, of a certain particular mindset's number one. But when you change, when you take certain things away from how you do things or how you act or how you look, you cease to become certain people's priorities, certain people's favorites, certain people's number ones. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular family. I'm just talking about people in general, because this is a general conversation that I'm having with you all. I don't know how much more of this I'll be able to keep telling you all because I don't know one day from the next. I don't know how long the most high is going to have me on this planet. I don't know what else I could tell you to give you any encouragement more than I have. It just comes down to either you rock with me or you don't. But I hope if nothing else that my words have been felt by most more than some. And some more than none, (laughs) because we all have a purpose. We all are trying to find our way through this life. And a lot of us 
a lot of us feel that we're not going to make it in the afterlife, that we're going to be in a place of torment, bitterness, loneliness, forgetfulness, agony and pain. Why? Because of what we've experienced on this planet, because of the because of the mistakes we've made, because of the things that people in our lives have made us feel or the things that we have done. And sometimes we just feel like no matter how hard we try, how much forgiveness we ask, how genuinely we are in our hearts about doing and living a better life, we just don't seem to feel like we're making any progress or enough progress to be made for others to see. Sure, it's easy for people to tell you, hey, don't let nobody take your joy, steal this and that from you. Don't worry about what people think about you. It's easy to say that when you're in a a mindset of strong authority or you're feeling in the moment that you just don't care. And I've been all of those things. I know how that feels. But I've also been the person who does care, who does worry what certain people in my life think. Because you want to leave behind, when you do leave, a good legacy, at least a decent one. You want people who can speak up for you on your behalf when you're not able to do it yourself or when you're no longer around to do it for yourself and be genuine and say, you know, this was a decent person. This guy, you know, he's made mistakes like anybody else. But one thing I can tell you is he's not this type of person. He would do this for anybody if he could. He always stood for this. He always stood for that. And that much I admired him for. And that much is worth me speaking on his behalf. I, you, you, you dream of these things to be so. But the, the, the truth of the matter is you don't know if, that's, if that'll ever happen. You don't know if nobody will ever step up to the, to the plate and say those things. And then you ask yourself why you're in this world. Who do I know that I know honestly cares and loves me enough that I've had that much impact on that would do that? And people are surprised you, you know, good or bad. People you expect to do it won't do it. And the people you don't expect will. And then there's just shouldn't be any expectation at all because you may be disappointed in what the end result is. Of course, if you're dead, you're not going to know any any different. But do, then uh, here's the other question. Why do I have to die to be made a martyr? Why do I have to die? And it's not about power, fam. It's not about reputation. It's about having something left of yourself to continue on and there will be those that are proud to continue it. Did I do good for somebody else? And I was just having a conversation yesterday or the other day and I was talking with someone about Tupac said something that was very conscious. And you'll see it if you ever watch the uh documentary Tupac Resurrection. But you don't have to look at that to get it. You can just Google or YouTube Tupac quote and it should pull up. And it may pull, it might actually pull up the Tupac Resurrection. But anyway, he said, I may not be the one I'm paraphrasing. I'm not saying exactly what he said, but I'm saying what what he something he said that was similar. He said paraphrasing, I may not be the one to change the world. But I bet you I may be the one to spark the consciousness of the one who will or of the ones who will. That's deeper than just being the one, because if you can spark the consciousness of of the ones to come to change the world, that means you had an impact on them. 
you had an effect. And that's all Favor Radio wants. It wants to spark the consciousness of all of those who listen, tune in to change things for the better, to evolve in all aspects. J-rated all the man may not be where he should be or who he should be or what people think of him as in a good way. But if they've taken anything that he said, if they've if he's given them any ideals or ideas of what could be. Then they may very well be the person or persons. To take it to the next level, and that is all I care about. Because personal gain, respect. Yeah, we all want it. And we're willing to try to do what we can to get it. Some are willing to sell out for it. I'm not. But people want these things for different reasons. No one wants to go to their graves forgotten. Nobody. People remember winners. People know and remember success and successful people. People may tell you all the time, oh, that doesn't matter to me. And just doing this and being this matters to me. And they may very well mean it, family. Not everybody who tells you that is telling you a lie. You just hear it so much, it becomes a cliche. And it comes to such confusing parts in your life that when you've heard it so much, you can't distinguish what is true and what is not. Who is being honest and who is not. Who is just saying what sounds good versus who really means what they say. It's unfair to judge people um, because you're confused. I... um. I have a lot of great ideas, man. Brainstorming. I've seen a lot of things. I've 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 been blessed. I cannot say I haven't. I'd be lying if I said I haven't. But what I will say at this very point in, in time in my life, the juncture that I'm at in my life right now, I'm I'm dealing with uh I'm dealing with things. And it's not a cry for help. It may be subliminally, who knows, but I don't want anybody to feel obligated. I don't want anybody to feel sorry. I just want people to know that I have feelings and that I have tried and that I have made good moves in life and that I've made some um, some unsuccessful ones. You know, people don't really realize what they have or who you are or what you stand for until you're gone. And I'm not saying anybody's going to realize that with me if I'm gone. All I'm saying is that's a general mistake that we make as human beings is we wait till something is irreversible or too late. Then we actually want to give more, take heed and more president to its presence and what it meant. But we couldn't do it while while it was here or while we were here. I don't want that for favorite radio. I have no idea where my show is going to go. I don't even know how long it'll be running. All I know is if you're able to download any of these 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 shows, if you're able to take into any type of consideration, if my shows have helped you, freed you, liberated you, educated you, made you feel not alone, anything that can be of good use for you or anybody else that you know, that is all that Favorite Radio has been meant to be. And yes, along the way, you've seen some moments where I've had some letdowns on the show. You've seen different expressions and emotions based on things that I've been through myself. 
you've seen somewhat, I ain't going to say you've completely seen it, but you seem somewhat an upset and angry JR. And for good reason. Um, whether the way the people are being treated in the world in general, you know, the underdog or the injustices that are that we're faced with every day, uh, whether it's a personal thing that, you know, all of us can identify with. It's always been um, just that, just real expression. And, um, you know, the most painful thing in this world, family, is you want to express how you feel with the people that are the closest with you, but sometimes they don't get you. They get you on some things. They don't get you on others. And, and you can say the same about yourself when it comes to others. But do the best you can. Take no one for granted. Take every moment. Cherish it, man. Because every single moment in your entire life matters. We get so caught up in our own game. We get so caught up in what's going on with us that we don't see what somebody else is trying to tell you without telling you because sometimes people don't know how. It's just like if you look at an animal, their eyes tell you so much that they can't tell you out in, 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 in ways that you can understand. If you've ever looked at someone suffocating, you've seen any form of suffering, if you've been through it yourself, and I know all of us have been through some form of suffering at some point in our life, you know that there's those moments where you just want to just reach out for help, scream out, but you don't know how. If you did, people wouldn't even bother to care because everybody is so consumed by their own gain that they don't see somebody else's cry for help. And when they do give you advice or tell you something, there's just so much going on, family. But I will continuously try my best to help encourage others, even if I myself cannot always take my own advice and I don't want to sound or be hypocritical in saying that because I try to be a selfless person and when I do speak about myself whether it's public private individually or whatever I do I do so genuinely from my heart and it may not always come off the way that it can be understood it may not be taken with um, absolute welcome or it may come off as passionate. It may come off as aggressive or passive aggressive. It can come off as many different things. Just know my heart, it, my intentions are always good. I've never tried to purposely hurt anyone, do, do anybody in. Um, I've had thoughts of that when I've been wronged or hurt or you know, I, I've had those thoughts and I've had some pretty gruesome thoughts. I've had some terrible thoughts. If thoughts could manifest fast here in this plane like they can in dreams and things. Well, I, there would be a lot of regret because your thoughts are the cause of your emotions, which is the effect, cause and effect. Thoughts and emotions, they run hand in hand. They're parallel. They are the same. 
just used in a different terminology, but they work to create reality. And this is why the Bible says things like as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he or be not deceived. You reap what you sow. Because when you put thought into action or shall I say action from the thought that you create, you execute that which you have uh, created mentally, it manifests or it can manifest. This is why the Bible also tells you to be careful what you say. Also, not just what you think, but what you say. Proverbs 18, 21, James chapter three, verse five to 10. There's power in the words, there's power in the tongue. There's power everywhere. There's power in the blood. Why? Because the blood is the life and spiritually connects. That's why blood is important. DNA is important. What goes on in the spiritual affects the physical because the etheric world, the spiritual world manifested is the physical world that you and I are experiencing right now. And the blood is the liquid spiritual essence. It's the liquid spiritual essence. It's what animates life, gives life. It's what creates life. And that's why rituals are done with certain things and, and certain rituals with blood, because it's a it's a it's a binding. It's a contract agreement of spiritual essence that when you put blood on it, it solidifies the deal and creates what you're trying to manifest because it's a spiritual deposit of one's own energy. And. It's hard to break those type of deals when they're. When there's blood involved, this is why Christ had to die on the cross for you and I, who was God incarnated in the body as Jesus, his son. He had to spill and shed innocent blood, which was his innocent blood, divine, innocent blood, because he never sinned. And that was the only way that he could pay a price for our sins by paying the toll by sacrificing himself or being sacrificed. He was the ultimate sacrificial lamb. And that's why they say sing songs like this power in the blood. You can read about this more in Hebrews chapter nine, verse 22 and 23. You can read about it in Leviticus 17, 11, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but there's power in the blood, man. And. Um, as it is above, so it is below, not just below here where we are, but below us where they are, the dark ones. And they're here on earth, too. They're everywhere, even in the lower heavens. So I say this to say that. Cherish each other. Forgive one another. I say this all the time and I'm starting to sound like a cliche. I know I do. I say a lot of things a lot on my show that's repetitious, but I do it because it always helps to remind us when we're going through things, what has been said so that it will stick. And it also helps for those who've never heard my show prior. They may be tuning into this particular podcast for the first time. And so they get to get a taste of what you guys get to taste of all the time, which is to know that I don't just say these things to say it. I say it because I mean them. And so it may get a little tired or tiresome for some of you that have been followers and things like, why does he keep saying this? 
For the same reason I say my own motto, my show, when you heard it here, you heard it first. Or when we come here, we come raw, we come authentic, we don't come at all. This show is a spiritual based show. And the one thing that connects all things is spirituality. Because everything has a spirit, not everything has a soul. There are differences. I say these things all the time. I've been saying it for four to five years now. And so I'm not going to stop saying it. Well, four four years and counting. Uh, I'm not going to stop saying it because people get tired of hearing it. I mean, if you think about it, you should be tired of everything that you come in contact with. Brands, commercials, songs on the radio, TV programs, movies, because they play these things over and over and over again to the point where they're in your subconscious mind and you end up acting these things out. So why would I be denied giving you all a positive message just because, well, a few people may get tired of hearing it. Like, I'm sorry, I can't help that. I'm not doing anything different than the, the world we live in has ever done. The Bible itself says that nothing is new under the sun, <laughs> that what's happened before will happen again. History repeats itself time and time again. We live in a continuous Fibonacci cycle of, repeat, of repeating things. And, and this is the thing. We're supposed to learn from my mistakes, from my ancestors' mistakes, from my forefathers' mistakes. And a lot of us don't because we are living our own lives in the now. And we have to make these experiences happen by making mistakes for ourselves in order to learn from it. How many times have you told a child not to do something only for them to have to do it to learn it for themselves? Because if you just hear it, but it doesn't apply to you, you're not going to take it serious until it does. So, yeah, I repeat a lot of things on my show because I care um, that much about people to help them not make those mistakes. And then when they do, it'll register a little bit more harder and deeper that this is why he kept saying that. See, no matter how much we have supposedly evolved, we still don't learn from our past mistakes by watching those who came before us because we keep thinking in our minds for some crazy reason that it's not going to happen to us. Oh, I'm not going to let that happen. Oh, I've, I've, you, know. you never know what type of test or situation you're going to be in for things to happen. They may not always manifest in an obvious way. It may be something that's setting you up to make that mistake, but you don't see it because you've never had to experience it to know that's what's happening until it's happened. Now you're more keen and more aware of things before they happen because you realize that things can happen without you realizing that's what's going to happen. And when you have a knack of telling the universe what you ain't going to do or what you're not going to experience, well, sometimes those things happen just to show you that you are just as much a victim of those circumstances as anybody else and how it's so much easier said than actually done. And that's why we are to humble ourselves and not take anything or anyone or any time that we have on this planet for granted, because the moment we do that, that's when things happen that fall out of our hands, out of our control. So you see, I understand very, very much so how that feels. And I'm still learning. There's curses that are placed on our lives without us even understanding or knowing what that is, what that means. I did a podcast called Generational Curses, Breaking the Generational Curse. So I would encourage those of you who haven't had a chance or opportunity or had no knowledge 
that I did a podcast and that was this year that I did that podcast that I would actually suggest you go back if you've already heard it before. For those of you that have and for those of you who never have to go back and listen to it for the first time, take it all in. It may have different meaning in your life because you may be going through something right now that's repetition and you don't know why you keep going through it. And I have to do that. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to I have a confession to make to you all, but I'll confess that when I come back from the commercial break. So don't go anywhere, family. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. Thank you all for tuning in. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. family we are back thank you all once again for tuning in i'm your boy j rated r and you are tuning in to figure radio where you heard it here you heard it first no doubt so we are talking about giving penance for wrong being committed what does that mean it means a lot of things family it means things that we just don't have enough time in the world to go into but we're going to try to cover a little bit of these things just because it's a real thing. It's everyday life. You go through it. I go through it. There's not one person on this planet that doesn't go through some form of penance for paying for something that they either regretted doing, made an offense in doing, and simply put in Bible terms, sinful. Because that's the reason why we have penance. And there's a lot of people who don't know what that even means.
repentance because of an insistent, reprobated consistency of someone who loved committing sins, loved living in sin, loved to lie, not feel any remorse, not be regretful because they didn't repent, which is where they're going to end up having to pay the ultimate price, not for a finite crime, but for infinite, for infinity, for infinite, eternal time. Infinity, infinite means that it doesn't end. It doesn't have a moment where it ceases to exist. It is continuous, ongoing. It continues to persist in its existence. Well, that's all well and dandy when it's bliss and heaven. It's paradise. Who wouldn't want it to end? But when it's torment, hell, terror, shock, torment, horrifying experiences, continuously over and over in a continuous cycle, a loop that never ends. Eternal punishment. Contempt. And that's 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 obviously a different story. Who wants to do you would want it to end, but it doesn't. A lot of us have fear that we're going to end up.
every day. I struggle with feelings and certain concerns and um, just things that any human being goes through. But not everyone may be going through at the same time. If everybody were going through this, this world would be insane. And as if it's not already insane enough. Life is just that life. And you never know when, where or how it's going to present itself to you. You never know what obstacles or challenges you're going to have to face, encounter. You just don't know. What you do know is that these things do happen to many people. But somehow, a lot of us feel that these things can't or won't happen to us. And we're in for a shock when they do. And that's not even the worst of it. Just any minor glitch in the matrix. In other words, from speaking direct here, if I may, just any problem that you may be going through, they may not seem that much of a big deal to somebody else who may have other problems or been through worse, as a lot of people like to say. And I say it too. There are far worse things that other people have gone through than myself or you or anybody. But that doesn't mean that the problems that we do go through me, you, or anyone else is any less important. Little things always add up to big things when they're not resolved, when they're not handled right, when they're not, there's no solution or you, there's a solution, but you haven't found it yet. Your problems are just that, your problems. And no matter how much somebody on the outside would like to make them seem small or little or belittle them or uh, make them seem insignificant or non-essential, you and I both know it's the small things in life that count, that add up. Just like when somebody's feeling depressed, if that depression doesn't get the, the need, the care, the treatment that it does, and it doesn't matter who's responsible. You can tell somebody, well, it's on them. They didn't get the help. They, they, they didn't accept it or whatever. Listen, sometimes receiving help needs help itself. I want you to hear what I just said. Sometimes receiving help needs help itself. What does that mean? It means that sometimes opening yourself up enough to trust people to help you is hard in itself. You want the help. You want it. You pray for it. You thrive for it. But then you don't want how it comes. And as the old saying goes, beggars cannot be choosers. But did you beg? You may have. You may have pleaded. You may have cried to the Lord. But he may have sent you something you weren't ready for. So you turned it down because of fear. Is that your fault? Yes or no. It's your fault because free will says you didn't want it. So therefore you made the decision. So if I'm going to place fault or blame on you, you, I have to do it in that moment because you're the one that made that happen. But am I going to blame you for making that decision? No. Why? Because at the same time that you did make the decision and it is your fault, I can't blame you per se for making that decision because you made a decision based off of fear. And fear is that thing that hinders us, it haunts us, it taunts us, it eats up at us like a cancer until we're no more. It feeds off of us. And that is not easily something that people can just shake. Just because someone doesn't fear what you do, uh, you do or have or, or whatever, doesn't mean that your fear is, is a cakewalk. You may not fear something that they fear. 
So that would that make you any more greater than them? No, it means that you both have something that you're dealing with, that you're child that's challenging you and you having a hard time getting through it. So why not respect one another's problems? The Bible does say to put your burdens on those that you can count on. See, you can't tell everybody your problems. The Bible tells you not to do that, too. It says to be careful casting your pearls to swine. It also tells you to be careful who you tell your business to. But it also tells you to give those things to those that, well, you can confide in. And supposedly, family, this is why when it comes to Christianity, the Bible, the belief in Christ, those who are Holy Ghost filled or at least are supposed to be. And I say that because everybody who says they have the Holy Ghost doesn't mean they do. You're supposed to be able to confide in your brothers and sisters because they know how to talk to you. They know how to bring you around. They know how to give you the advice. Even if you make a mistake, if you make a mistake, if you fall, if your attitude is not where it should be, there's a way to tell somebody that. Not make them feel worse for it. We have to be strong for each other. When when one of us is not at our best, two people who are in a, two, it's, it's like the Bible say it, two blind people can't help each other avoid a ditch. And I'm paraphrasing that. That's the blind leading the blind. You need somebody who can see so that you both don't fall in the ditch. You need somebody when they're at a greater point in their life, when they're at a certain point in their life in a, in a certain situation, they can be strong for you like you can be for them. You both may be having struggles still every day because we all struggle every day with something, but it may not be in the same things. Therefore, I can confide in you on certain things that you're not having to deal with right now that you can help me get through because you can be more of a strength for me in that moment to help me get back on my feet if you so choose to and if I'm willing to open up to you to do so and vice versa. But if we both are struggling in the same thing, how can I confide in you? How can you confide in me when we both are at our, we're not at our best? We're both not even at a peak at, at helping each other in that same category. If we both have sensitive issues in that same category, it's only going to backfire when you need the help. It's only going to backfire. Now, I am saying this because this is a podcast today. I've been going through some things personally and there are people who have been trying to help and I have been non-compliant and that's not their fault. You can only do what you can do and then all you can do after that is just dust your feet off and wipe the blood off your hands. So I blame nobody for anything that I'm dealing with. No one human. My problems are going to be my own. And I am open to suggestions. I've never, it may come off that way at times where pride kicks in for us all, where we don't want to hear some, but I think it's more so based on sensitivity. Some people feel like you need to hear something, but I think it always comes down to the personality, the person. Not even the personality, but so much the person, because you're not going to treat everybody the same. If you're a coach, let me give you an example. Coaches don't coach all of their players the same way. They may have an overall way they coach all their players, but individually, when they're working with someone individually, they're not going to approach each individual with the same strategy, method that they would someone else. 
Because you have to curtail to someone's personality to know how to help them. And that's not easy to do either, by the way. And so you can't blame anyone for not knowing you. You have to be able to work with people for them to know you. It makes it a little bit harder when there's resistance. And I I say that because I've been a very resistant person. And why is that? Because when you go through things in life, you have to relearn all over again that everybody is not the problem. But you cannot confide in people based on virtual experiences, excuse me, based on experiences that have a virtual certainty that, well, if I do this, this is what the outcome is. You base things off experience. I get it. And fear takes over the rest because you're scared that if you give in or do this, then this is how you're going to be done again. Because you've had it done to you more than once, more than twice, more than three times. And it's starting to look like a pattern. So it makes it harder to confide, to open up. And I'm open to a lot of things, pretty much almost anything, depending on what what, what it is and who it is. But like I said, you can't give everybody the same treatment you give everybody else. There has to be some form of special, I don't want to say special treatment, but a bond. There has to be a special bond, if you will. I'll give you an example. For those who do believe in Christ, you're not going to open up to people like you are Jesus. Because you know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know when he says something, he means it. You know it's guaranteed. You know he he represents the embodiment of truth itself. So you know he's not going to lie to you. You know he's not going to treat you any differently than he would anybody else because if he has the love that he has for all, he's going to treat you with the same amount of love. Now, he may approach you differently, but he's still going to give you love. love. He's not going to love you any less. He's not going to do things differently. He goes based on the person's personality, the person. We as human beings are flawed. We don't know how to do that. We only do what we're able and capable of doing. And yes, that is appreciative and it should be. But a lot of times it's shown as if it's not. And it makes the other person feel like a failure because they cannot reach certain aspects. And it's not anyone's fault. We all are victims. Let's be honest. We all are victims. We've been born in a world. We've forgotten who we were before we incarnated in these bodies. We're all raised into different behavioral patterns, circumstances, environmental, um, you know, uh, different environmental uh, backgrounds and different belief systems. And we've accumulated along the way certain experiences that have shaped and formed how we perceive the outside world that we live in. So you have to learn so many things at such an alarming and fast pace in your life. And you're only majority of us are only experiencing certain things that we've only been accustomed to and we've never been able to travel or experience how other people view and feel and the things they eat and the things that they say and the way that they live and we've never been able to do that it's kind of hard for us to be open-minded just to reciprocate back to others what's being received 
I can speak on that myself. And so what we have to do, family, is. I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you something. There are days that I feel like giving up. I had a day like that. I have a lot of days like that. A lot of you have always had to be strong for other people, but you weren't able to be strong for yourself. You may have covered it up very, very well to give the appearance that your strongness or strength is unshakable, unbreakable. Because when you did let certain people in your life in, they busted you so bad by hurting you that you've either grown numb to a lot of things by closing yourself off making it hard to be to be approachable making it hard to be vulnerable enough to trust to let anyone in and honestly that's righteously understood why wouldn't you be how could you be humans are fragile creations we can be extremely hard to figure out and difficult at times, but at the same time, we're very easy to read based on our basic traits, our basic desires. We can be very contradictive, <laughs> which others would like to call hypocritical. We can be very confusing in how we move, how we, how we, how we, just what we do. And that in itself is a task to behold. That's a task for anybody because, I mean, personalities can go a long way. But as a human race, it doesn't take much for one minute for us to be on the right side of the fence versus the wrong side. And here's the other thing. What do you consider right and wrong based on perception? What might be right for one person may be wrong to another. How do we determine whether it's completely right or wrong? Well, we have to have rules. We have to have reason for doubt. We have to have reason for sustainability. We have to have reason for survival. And we have to we have to be clear on why we feel the way we do. What is it that we are going through? That is so hard for us to understand. How do we. How do we make it all make sense? How do we put it into perspective? What what is it that we got to do to make it relevant? You know, I've always felt like, uh, you know, let me tell you something. I do these podcasts, man, because although I feel like I do individually, although I, a lot of times being an introvert with certain extroverted capabilities, When you've grown up, and a lot of you can relate to this, even those of you who are not black per se by yourself, you, you are more kept to yourselves, but you may have grown up in a big family. And sometimes that makes certain individuals or siblings, it isolates them from everybody. 
because there's so many people to pay attention to that everybody is not getting the attention that they may um, always want. That's a lot on a parent to have to, you know, deal with each child. And then it comes off with there's favorites. You know, I've never had to experience that because I was the only child. I was born the only child. But for only child, at times you get tired of being lonely. So you're more clingy and looking for the simplest, the smallest things to have to create a bond with. Um, so that you feel like you have meaning in your life. You have purpose. It's not just a thing of wanting attention. It's a little It's a little more than that. I mean, that, yeah, it, it, to sum it up, that's what it is. But when you normally say it like that and just leave it at that, people's perception of that comes off as spoiled or brad. Or, and that's un, it's unfortunate that people have that mindset because when you say you're doing something to garner attention, it just means you're acting out, showing out in uh, any, any way you can to, to receive the little bit, of, uh, the, the tiniest bit of, 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 hey, I'm over here, you see me? It's not like that. You have people who don't even barely open their mouth, more or less show off, show out. Some people do it out of rebellion, right? Because they're not getting attention. But it's more to life than just saying, oh, she wants or he wants attention. People, the, the, the main thing that created us, the main thing that created all of us, the things that we do to create life ourselves, it all stems from one word, love. That's the one thing that this planet struggles with. I'm talking overall. I ain't talking individually. But it does start individually with everybody because if everybody individually did truly know how and could love and be loved, then everybody in the world would be loved. But the problem is when we read the Bible, the Bible's definition of love is different from the world's version of love. Now, the love that the world uh, loves to use and, and, and promote may have similarities to what the Bible's love says, but it's not fully love the way it needs to be. And worldly love always seems to have a few things involved in it that make it and taint it to make it imperfect. Whereas Yah's love, according to the Bible, is unquestionably unconditional and true love. Although we see my, we see ourselves having excerpts of these these things um, in minute fashion, we don't seem to have it as we need it. And all it takes is a small dose, because love is that powerful. It says love covers a multitude of sins. So if you have true love, there's nothing you can't do. Love conquers all, as, as they say. And the Bible says that, but it's easier said than done. Why? Because of experience, of, of, of environmental hazards, background, um, belief systems. All these things play an intricate part of getting in the way of what love really should be and how it should be not only viewed, but how it should be expressed. And only to express love, you have to give love and feel love. You have to feel it to express it. You have to be able to identify this is love and love comes in a multitude of ways, but it covers a multitude of sins. And we can read about what, what, what is love, like the song, what is love? But then he goes on into saying, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Does love hurt? I heard love is pain for a lot of people. Love hurts. You hear that all the time. It hurts because when you give your heart to somebody, but they don't give it back, that hurts. It hurts when you give your, your time and devotion to somebody, but they don't give you the same equal reciprocated time and devotion. It hurts because you want to give and receive that which you give. It's like a deposit. 
You want to get out of something what you're putting in it, right? You want it to be reciprocated. You want it to come back even greater. Because the Bible says when you give sparingly, you receive sparingly. When you give this, you give that way. So that's why it always has this karmic feeling of you reap what you sow. But not necessarily with love. There's people who give all they have, all of them, and never get it back from the people they give it to. So they may not receive love in this life, but the love that they will receive comes as a a reward in the afterlife. So what they're dealing with is a penance. They have a lot of love to cover a lot of multitude of sins, but sometimes it leaves them feeling drained. And sometimes it leaves them feeling exhausted. If you guys hear anything in the background, I'm out and about today doing this podcast. I thought I would get a little fresh air, take a little drive out into the world and, uh, you know, clear my mind, but also leave a podcast. Here's my feelings about all this. I tell you this all the time, and of course, it may come off as a cliche to a lot of you. But once I, you know, told you earlier about you never know. You know, who's listening, who's tuning in. And it's not that I just have an audience of people to talk to. You can be around a a group of people, an audience of people and still feel lonely. It's all about comfort, stability, security. Love covers a multitude of sins. It covers all of those things. It's a sin. Did you know it's a sin to not love? You say, well, where does it say that in the Bible? Why do you think the Bible is always telling you to love your enemies? Pray for those who despise you. Do good to those who hate you. Why do you think it says to forgive or you won't be forgiven? Because if you do not have love in your hearts, you can't forgive. If you don't If you know to do something, but you don't do it, it's a sin. That's in the book of James chapter four, verse 17. But what I'm really trying to tell you is this family. By default, because our hearts are actually evil. They are also deceitful. Our hearts deceive us and see the world will tell you, go with your heart, go with your gut. Do what your heart tells your heart might tell you to kill somebody. Is that love? But the Bible says the heart is continuously evil, that it's deceitful, desperately wicked. That doesn't mean you don't have good moments. You don't have a good heart to do the right thing, but you can't always go off of what you feel. I feel like crap today, if I'm being honest, and I'm not saying that for anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm not saying that for anybody to donate anything. Are those things welcome? Are they nice and kind? Yes. It's always good to be generous. But just like you can't buy love, you can't buy people. Because money is temporary like anything else. You can only do what you can do with it for good. You can, if you need to pay rent, pay a bill, that's always good. But does it fix your problem in your heart? No. It may fix your worry of if you're struggling financially, it may help you with that. But it doesn't help you if you got other things going on outside of money. 
that's just an added bonus of what you already got to deal with on top of that. So what I'm saying is this. Do what you can do. If you give from your heart in a good way, give. God will bless you. The Bible says this. If you give, you'll receive. Guess who gives it back? He does. A lot of times I don't have because I'm giving. And most of us are trying to live paycheck to paycheck. Some of us ain't working. Some of us are living off of hustles. We're doing any little thing we can to get a little money in our pocket. And and guess what? Inflation isn't going to stop because it feels bad or feel sorry for you. The world is getting harder and harder and harder. People are moving in with their families, their parents, brothers and sisters. There's households of people that are that are basically not only say shacking up, but they're 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 teaming up because they can't make it anymore by themselves. Everybody don't make six figures, family. And and I'm not knocking anybody that does, because a lot of you that, that listen to my show probably make six to seven figures or less. I talk to people of all walks of life and I don't know who all is always tuned. I don't know. There is a lot of people that tune in to different things at different times. I'm blessed just to have two or three people listen. If that was all I had, you know, there have been moments in Pharaoh radio history where I've only had five, six, 10, 15, 20 people tuning into my show. And it went on like that for a long time. And every now and again, it'll pick up, it'll go, it'll go down. You know, the analytics will you know, come up. Some some people may not always be um, tuning into my show. Some may no longer get notifications because a lot of things that were tuning, a lot of my shows that were tuning in on other podcasts no longer are going out because those podcasts no longer, uh, not that my show doesn't exist, but the platform they were on no longer exists. And so it took away from a lot of, of, of people getting notifications. That's why I always tell you all, when you subscribe to Fable Radio, tune in to, you know, Anchor, tune in to Spotify, tune in to those different types of things because you'll get notifications when you subscribe to me. Um, I don't do this for hits. I feel like it's going to reach and touch who it needs to. If just three, four people listen to my show, it's not going to stop me from doing my podcast because I'm not. If, if that was the case, I'd be doing it for the wrong reason. It'd be in vain. Um, so it's, it's not about I have an audience. I don't do this for audience. I think it's I think it is healthy, good or bad that you talk to somebody about what's going on, whether, you know, it's personal or not, because if I can't do any good or if I'm struggling myself, hopefully the Lord at least bless what I say to spark the consciousness of somebody else who can do some good and get some good out of this. And to let you know, there are people who still experience the reality of being hurt, being lonely, being in pain, feeling unappreciated, feeling, you know, like they are good for something one minute and then get thrown away the next. I mean, we all have these feelings at some point in our life. All I do that's different from most people that's tuning into my show is I'm just one of the people you're actually listening and tuning into that's, that's bold enough to t- tell you about it. That's it. Because outside of Pharaoh Radio, I'm just like any of you. 
listening all the time to somebody else, watching somebody else's videos, hearing somebody else on their platform, through their podcast, watching TV or listening to what people are going through in real uh, in the streets. Because it is real life to what I'm dealing with just because it's on the podcast doesn't make it fictional. <laughs> I, you know, I can't even see me being a fictional character. How, how the hell is that even supposed to work? You know, there are people who are out here telling you guys a bunch of stuff that have no subsidy. I mean, excuse me, they have no substance. In my opinion now, that's my opinion. Nothing that's going to help you survive. Nothing that's going to be of any substance to you to carry you through. No sustenance. And, and, and I mean that in the most caring way. There are people out here who just wasting breath, talking, saying a bunch of nonsense. And y'all support it. For whatever reason, personally, that you have, you support it. I have no objection to anything anyone feels about who they like, because I have personal people that I look at on YouTube. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of it's, you know, all, all of it just about as spiritual. If it's not something in sports or a movie, I don't listen to the, the nonsense, you know, people putting each other down and the women and the men acting a fool and uh you know, it's good to see all that if you're somebody who doesn't get out so you can keep up with the ways of the world. But you need to get out. You need to see it for yourself. Realize this is what reality TV is based on today. The more nasty, sick, perverted and filthy it is, the greater the ratings, the more money comes in, the more people love it. It's crazy. I know something like what I say on do on favorite radio or if I were to do this on YouTube, it gets an audience, but it, it gets blocked, too. Because you have to understand, the platforms that a lot of these major networks are on are run by the very people who are running the country. And the people who are running the country are in the circles of darkness. So initially, the true agenda isn't going to be what I talk about here on Favor Radio in terms of for the betterment of the people. What I talk about on Favor Radio is for the betterment of you all. It's the reality. It's the realization. It's the realism. I give you the good and the bad, but the whole reason why I give it all to you is because it's the truth and nothing else, nothing less, nothing more than that. It's the damn truth. And if people cannot understand that, if I'm supposed to always be presenting myself fake with a smile and all these things, if what I'm saying is putting more depression on anybody, I don't want to do that. I do a lot of things that people have no idea I do. There was times I'm hurting on this show for what different reasons, physically, mentally, or whatever, but you'll never hear it in my tone. But then there's those days where people need to hear it to give them hope in the sense that, well, he goes through it too, but he's still thriving. I want to be a representation of somebody who thrives. That's it. I'm not doing this, like I said, to uh, be impressionable upon anyone in a way that like I'm a superhero or something like that. No, I'm just a regular dude. And what is the thing, thing I say all the time? I'm an ordinary man in search of extraordinary things. That's it. That's it. And what are those extraordinary things? It doesn't take much to be extraordinary. Some people find little things or basic things extraordinary. It's the simplest things to a lot of people that's extraordinary. Because these are the things that miracles are based off. Yet what we always consider extraordinary means, oh, he must be talking about the sky, rain and skittles. I'm just using an example. I'm not, you know, trying to be funny. And I'm just saying that some of you, some of you actually think extraordinary means supernatural. And it does. 
have to do deal with supernatural, right? Because it, it it's extraordinary. But I, I mean, our very lives is is supernatural. We are born in physical bodies, yes. But how did we get here? Through the supernatural. If you believe that you're more than just a physical being, a being of energy, that's supernatural. Science is supernatural, fam. Don't let terms define how your imagination truly works. The imagination is supernatural because you're imagining something that maybe doesn't seem to exist here, but then somebody comes up with an idea, creates it and manifests it. Now it, it exists. Think about it. How many times have we have heard in our, in our, in our lifetime and even those before us when they see something on TV or oh, that's fictional Star Trek, cell phones, holographic projections, these things at one time were deemed fictional. Now they're reality. That's supernatural because what was supposed to not even exist or not, not even be considered real is now reality. It's now non-fictional. So that's why I don't believe in fiction. I believe all things are possible. I believe that anything can happen if you have access to it and know how to use it to your to the best of your ability. If you can even grasp it. There are things that are about to come upon this planet, if they're not already here, that are going to be made visible. Things that you and I, those of you who believe on this show, know can, that are happening or true or in other realities happen. Things you see on TV, but those people, they're going to be people who are going to be hit hard because the Bible says men are going to drop dead for fear of the things that they're going to witness coming upon the earth. That means they're going to see things that are not comprehensible, that they're not accustomed to. Things that they've always deemed probably irrational when somebody else said they saw them or witnessed them or, or thought that they may be true. They're going to actually see them and then they're going to question their own sanity. They're going to look at reality and say, I don't really know anything that I thought I knew. You're going to have to unlearn all of what you thought you, you've been taught and learned because everything you and I have been taught in this five sense perception is not the reality family. It's a construct of reality. It's what we've been used to seeing, used to experiencing, been told and things of that nature. But that doesn't mean that is all there is. And just because you don't see it, I've never experienced it, doesn't mean that when somebody else comes to you and says they have, that they're crazy. Now, people say crazy things all the time. Folks do sometimes um, exaggerate for different reasons. Again, maybe for attention. Who knows? But even when they're telling you a lie that they saw it, and you may not have actually saw it, that doesn't mean what they're saying is actually a lie in itself because they may have some truth to it. It may actually be true for somebody else, somewhere else. All I'm saying is, you got to leave your minds open for things to be possible. I would never say, oh, that's that. That's not that's that's impossible. I'll say, well, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. I don't know if it's true or not. I believe it can happen because I'm a I'm a man who believes in possibility. I always like to try to defeat and define the odds. And sometimes it kicks me in the tail because when things don't happen like I think they should or could, I have to deal with the reality of where I'm at in that moment to deal with what I'm dealing with. Because the miracle hasn't come through, because the extraordinary hasn't presented itself, 
There may be something I'm not doing as a life lesson to get to that point to experience more of the extraordinary. Because there were things that I've experienced that I didn't ask for. Or I may have asked and didn't realize that's what I was asking. And I ended up experiencing it because I didn't think no more about it. Sometimes when you put too much pressure on yourself for something to happen, it does. It's not going to happen because you are putting too much expectation on it instead of just letting it manifest. Sometimes we're worried about the how rather than just letting it be. How is this going to happen? How am I going to get this money? How am I going to? And the Bible tells us to let tomorrow worry for itself. We, we know these things, but we don't live. I'm one of these people that have experienced a lot of these same things, man. But that's because I'm human, man. I'm human. Human means I'm flawed by design. I'm flawed in how I do things at times. The flesh kicks in and it does what it does. The programming here is very strong. And you have to spiritually override through your conscious awareness different things to bring about the manifestations that you want. It's easier said than done, family. I know. I get it. I just wish others would get it. And it hurts because I have been doubtful a lot of times on things I'm giving other people faith in. I've always felt like this, though. There is those moments and it doesn't make for a good example. I know what it looks like. Contradiction, right? You give everybody else encouragement and hope. Shedding light and love. Wanting people to know that there is more to life than what meets the eye. And yet you struggle with getting people on board with what you're trying to um, show them. I get it, man. If you don't think I get it, you don't know me very well. I get it. And that's why I say. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. And James chapter five, verse 16. Put your burdens on one another. Galatians chapter six, verse two. Because there are going to be moments, family. The Bible also says to comfort each other with these words. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 18. So if you think I can do this by myself, you're gravely mistaken. If you think I'm, I'm so strong, I appreciate I am strong in a lot of ways. I'm strong on a lot of days, but I'm not strong all the time. I have my moments too. Jesus himself, who was God, but was in the flesh as his son, Jesus, he struggled too. Remember when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for the Lord to give him strength. He asked him, does this prophecy really need to be fulfilled? I need strength, Father, to do it because I'm, 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 my flesh is weak and I'm having doubts. And the Lord sent an angel to come before him and give him strength. And he was sweating tears of blood. He knew that it wasn't about him. His will, talk to the Father, your will be done. That's why we're in the Lord's prayer. We say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed means holy, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if you think I'm tripping because I have pain or I feel low, or I feel doubtful. Even our creator who came in the form of a man who was the word made flesh. He even had to struggle with these things, too, because this flesh is weak compared to the spirit. That's why the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
there's a conflict within yourself because you're battling not only a spiritual battle of darkness, but you're battling the flesh. And then you're battling what the rest of the world says and thinks and and promotes and things like that. So I have my good days, my bad days. I have my strong moments. I have my weak moments, fam. And this is when we're we should be able to come to our loved ones and talk to them and confess our faults and to bear witness and be strength and, and strong for each other. And if I make a mistake, or if I say something to offend anyone, it's not intentional. It's just it's from pain. It's from it's from a lack thereof. It's from something that needs to be resolved. And that's why for me personally, all my life, I have taken it upon myself when I've gotten older to go to places that have more of a peaceful serenity about them, like a park. And I mean, not when everybody is out and about, but go to the part of the park, if it's a big enough park, where it's more, it's just more closed. Uh, well, it's, it's less people. People who can drive to a lake, people who can just take a drive. Um, go, to, go to your quiet place. Go to your place of solitude. Superman had a place that he used to go to that he that was created from his home world through a crystal that he used in the cold regions of uh, Antarctica or the Arctic. I mean, Antarctica. And he created what was called a crystal dome, which is called the Fortress of Solitude. Now, that is not just for him to go to an, an external place where he could go to physically it was also a place to relax him and to give him comfort whenever he needed it because think about it he's the strongest powerfulest man in the world a super being a god to the humans because he has all these abilities his, his biological system is different from ours our, our son gives him and preserves his his powers on top of our, our, our gravitational field which makes it easier for his molecular structure to operate and give him all this, this strength and, and ability to defy gravity by flying. On top of the solar energy of the sun, which would charge his, his cells and his body and make him a superman, supernaturally. But he still had emotional. He still had to think. He had a lot of pressure on him. He couldn't be in all places at one time, family. As much as he was a blessing to the people, earthlings would still blame him for things because he wasn't there to save them when he was somewhere else trying to help somebody else and see that's why i say no matter what you do how much time you dedicate how much time you give to somebody you're going to always be the epitome of somebody else's downfall because you were looked at in a way put on a pedestal or had a high expectation of being and you just can't do it all yourself all the time. And it weighs on you. If you think Jesus, who was our real true Superman, because Superman itself, the character is based off of the story of Jesus Christ. And I did that in the podcast, the true uh, story of, of Superman. If you don't know that, go back to that podcast. It's one of my best and first superhero podcast that I was able to compare to Egypt and the Bible and all those things and telling you who Superman really is and who he really, really represents. And when I did that podcast, I didn't know I was going to get the feedback I did where people really enjoyed it. But I put my heart and soul into that stuff, man. And I do it because, you know, if I don't have anything else I can offer anybody, at least I should be able to give them some bit of knowledge. I mean, that can go a long way.
The Bible says our people suffer and, and we, it says we perish and are destroyed because we lack knowledge. But just because somebody has something that they can offer somebody doesn't mean they're going to always spoke. They're going to be on a pedestal. I, I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. And a man needs like any other man's needs or, or, or a woman or human being. Love, encouragement, uh, patience, but, you know, comfort. We all need these things. We all need them. And this is the whole reason why we need Christ. We can't do anything without of our own. Without Christ, as the Bible says, we're nothing. And it doesn't mean that you're insignificant and petty and pathetic. No, it doesn't mean it in that way. It means that you are not your own. You didn't create everything. You don't have uh, a grasp on this law that exists in the spirit world that transcends through into our physical plane. There's a lot of things we don't know. We don't have a monopoly on the suffering, but we do have a right family to plead our case. The most high has given you free will. He's given you reason to challenge and ask questions. And that's what I do with him. I, I, I'm, I'm going to even tell you this much. I got mad and I had a talk with him the other day. Now, when I say get mad at him and I tell him how I feel, I don't go disrespecting him and cussing him out and all that. I don't do that now. That's going beyond and above reproach okay you don't do that he's just like your father only he's a spiritual father of all of us whether you like to believe that or not he created us not all of his creation are his children until they actually come over to his side i have had doubts i have had a lot of times where i'm angry with him so yeah i'm a real dude ain't nothing i'm telling nobody that i can't say to anybody individually because i believe in telling the truth i don't have to tell all my business to the public certain things are just that private that's why he says, don't go out here and, and brag about what you do because the father sees what you do in secret and he will reward you for it. So you don't got to go out here and tell the whole world what you're doing, because sometimes that could be looked at as boastfulness and bragging and just trying to, you know, have self-preservation and self uh, self glorify uh, to glorify yourself. This is why I always tell some of you the complete opposite of things that I do do and get praised for by others, because I don't want it to come off like I'm looking for uh, some type of celebrity attention or something. I, I mean, I'm just a regular guy. That's why I tell you some of the most hardest things that anybody would say. We're talking about that. Why does he seem down? Why is it? Because I'm a real dude. Authentic. Being authentic will always give. To, I don't care what nobody tells me. Being authentic is as true and real as it comes. Be your own true, authentic self. That's why the Bible says to know thyself. And, and, and then you got Shakespeare and those guys saying, uh, be true to thy own self and all this stuff. What was that? Mac Macbeth. I can't remember. There's so many of these dudes. But the point is, there's nothing wrong with keeping it real, quote unquote, but be honest about it. And if you ain't got nothing good to say, sometimes as the old folks say, as the old saying goes, don't say nothing at all. But sometimes you got to say something. There's a time for everything. And if you want to know, the Bible says this too. And I've given this a lot of times as an example. Ecclesiastes chapter three says there's a season for everything. And it goes into what those things are. Even the bad things. There's a time for hate, a time for war, time for peace, a time to keep quiet, a time to talk. 
a time to fight, a time to not fight, a time to run, a time to stand your ground. The Bible says there's a time for all these things. So what is what is it that I'm doing on my show that would be any different than what has not already happened in this world, taken place, told to us in the very words of the Bible? What else can I do? So, family, we're going to take the next commercial break. Yeah, I know we've had some some time in between, but uh, you know, a lot. I, I just think, you know. I think there's a lot more than just me out here that need to hear this. But this is who I am. This is my feelings of today. This is what I'm dealing with right now. So, you know, I'm your boy, Jerry Dadar. Don't go anywhere. We will return out to these messages. Stay tuned. Right, family, we are back. And the show is talking about giving penance for wrong being committed. You know, it's been a long weekend. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I told you, I'm human. You're human. Sometimes, you know, even though these things are very obvious to us all, at least from the outside looking in, we still feel the need to say them. Just because people treat you sometimes as if you're not human, like you're supposed to be a 24 hour, seven days a week, perfect individual. And there's just no such thing. There was no one in this world who's ever been perfect or sinless except one person. And that's Yahusha HaMashiach himself, Jesus the Christ. And a lot of you don't believe that. And you're entitled to your beliefs, but that doesn't make anything less truthful of what has already taken place. And one day, whether we know this or not, we're all going to know the truth beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's just unfortunate we won't find this out, a lot of us, until we reach death. And then at that point, it's going to be too late because you can't come back and do it over again. I know a lot of you think you can. You can still continue to stay with that thought, if you will, to each their own. But no one can say they tuned into this show and, and didn't hear it. OK, and that don't mean everything I tell you in life is always right. OK, and I'm OK with that. But when it comes to the Bible, I can only present to you all a lot of what I've experienced, whether you take that for what it's worth. But I can also present to you key ideals, moments, patterns, uh, information to tie into other things, historical things that you can see for yourself. And you can just do a heads up test on your own. Bible says to discern, use discernment to test things. It says to test all spirits. It says to prove all things. These things come from the very Bible literature that is spoken of in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. It's there in 1 John chapter 2, talking about the different antichrists. 1 John chapter 4, 
talks about testing the spirits. And like I just said, First Thessalonians chapter five, when you read verses 19 through 21, it tells you, do not quench the spirit, prove all things, hold that which is fast. So he's telling you, search the Bible, search the scriptures. That's in John 5, 39. You also read about it in First Corinthians chapter two, when you get into verses eight through 10. You read about it in Romans chapter eight, verse 26 through 27. It's there in the Bible, family. He searches the heart. That's that's what those scriptures are telling you. He knows the hearts of man. When I said that the heart was desperately wicked, deceitful, that's in Jeremiah 17, 9, Genesis chapter six, verse five. Gen uh, Matthew 6, 21 talks about wherever your heart is, there your treasure is. <coughs> But the Bible also talks about good things of the heart. No one is good. That's in Mark chapter 10, verse 18. Psalms chapter 17, verse 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Read those. Don't just hear what I'm saying and just take my word for it. Do yourself the pleasure and the favor of educating yourself between you and the creator. Because like I said before, and I've said it many times, I'm no different than any of you. I'm going through a rough patch right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm being highly tested by the enemy. And people think because you're in your feelings or you're going through something. Do I act like this all the time? No, I don't. But whenever I do act like it, I feel like it's the worst thing ever when somebody else has a problem with it. I deal with people's problems daily. And it's not that these people are a burden to me. It's not that this is a hassle. What it is, is just people don't realize when it's their stuff that you're taking on. They don't care how they look. They don't care how they sound. They just want your attention undivided. And that could be good or bad. But when I have a moment and people want me to confide in them and it may come out sometimes wrong. OK, I'm, I'm willing to say I'm sorry and mean it. <clears throat> I never said sorry and never meant it. People have problems. Don't act like you care and love somebody, but you ain't there through their tough times. Sure, we have taken some of the worst pains out on our loved ones because they're the closest ones to us. But am I the only one at fault for that? No. Like I said, I deal with that more on the receiving end from people, from, from family in general, than I have been the one giving it to anybody. So it's, you know, I'm not saying let me have my moment. I'm saying understand the way you want to be understood. And a lot of people may not like the way or certain things that I say on my show. And that's OK, too. It just lets me know I'm human and it keeps me in check. It lets me know who's really for me, who's really not. A lot of people, they're going to always have something to say about what you do, and how you do it. People will never take the veracity in what you say as valid. And see for themselves by going through these very things themselves, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. That's in the Bible in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. And, you know, what's funny about that is that's the same saying that we use in a worldly term when we say with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. To whom much is given, much is required. That means the more demand, the more responsibility, the more people look to you to be whatever they need you to be. And not do they not at once think that this person might need them just as much as you they, they need you. 
I mean, parents do it all the time with their children, the ones that really care about their kids. And some of you out here are parents that don't care about your kids. You don't care where they, you don't even know where they at. You're not watching them, supervising them. You're all about getting your own groove on. Y'all look better than some of your kids. You're not putting coats on these children, but you got on a coat, fly coat, hair done and all these things. Now, I may not be talking about anybody specifically who's tuning into the show, and I might be. I don't know. If I'm talking to someone who does that, you need to check yourself as a parent. Kids can get on your nerves. I know. But you had them. They didn't ask to be here. They're your responsibility. Own up to it. That's why on this show, you're going to get the real. It ain't me judging people. Like I said, I got problems. You got problems. We all got problems. It's finding resolve. It's what makes the difference. And... You don't really know who your friends really are until you go through dark times, hard moments. Everybody, when you're doing good, is bigging you up, patting you on the back, flattering your ego, telling you all the things that you want to hear or don't want to hear, shall I say, because flattery doesn't get me nowhere. I don't I don't I don't get off on that. I appreciate compliments. But one thing one thing I can say about me is I take it with a grain of salt. And it also depends on who it's coming from. <laughs> because all those words get put to the test at some point in life. And, oh, man, I got you, man. Anytime you need me, just hit me up. We, we, you know we tight. You know we this. You know we that. You know I love you. You're a good dude. Or anything, anything you need, no matter what it is, no matter what time it is, call me. And, you know, most people will tell you that because they know you're not the type to do that. They know you're not the type to hit them up. They know you're not the type to, to, to really ask them for anything. So they real quick and fly off at the mouth, real loose with it, with the compliments. And, yeah, you know, anytime this, anytime that, you know, I love you. But, you know, I want you to confide in me. If you ever took any of these people up on their advice when you are going through the worst or some of the harshest moments in your life. And I'm not saying it's always the same all the time. And I'm not saying it's always the same people. But I'm speaking on a general, specific point that all of you have to hear. And either you've been through it yourself with others or you've been that other person that's done it to somebody. Which means we all need a check. I need a check. You need a check. We all need one. And I might not be the one you want to hear from, but who cares as long as the message is the same. Who does it, you know, well, you don't, I'm not, I don't know any of you to be specific, to be specifying who I'm talking to. I'm just talking about what we do as human beings and what I've been through. And I'm sure a lot of you have too. But don't ever act like you all there and hundred percent down with somebody. And then when things really come to the test comes around, you will be tested to see if these things are true. And unfortunately, the one on the other end of that test is the one that's going to need you. And when they don't, well, you know who your people are, who, who, who not. And then they start, you know, disappearing on you. They start laying low that they start becoming distant. Yet they still want they want praise. They still want to praise you on a good day or, or, or in public when, when you get rewarded or when you, you know, you, you know, you publish something or post something and then people want to show up out of the woodwork out of nowhere and be like, yeah, yeah, that's my this and that's my that. And you're doing, yeah. You know, it's these same people, man, that you got to test the spirits. Use discernment. 
Because everybody coming with a smile ain't your friend. Everybody that say they love you don't really mean it. Everybody that's patting you on the back. That could be the same one that's putting the knife in at the same time. And I'm not trying to sound pessimistic, doubtful. I'm not trying to turn you all against anybody. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm sharing some real life experiences, man, that sometimes we have to learn the hard way. Unfortunately, we got to learn what is versus what isn't because it's your family that'll do you in a lot of times before anybody. That's what does the Bible say about that? When you read Matthew chapter 10 and you get into the later parts of that chapter, it says, if you put your family before me, you're not worthy of me. He didn't come to bring peace. He came with a sword to put enmity between the mother and the daughter, the father and the son, the brother and the sister, the lover against because God is not evil. God is testing people. He's separating wheat from tares. You can't tell everybody is always who they say they are just because you know them. Now, that don't mean that we're all going to be acting good all the time. That means that we're human. We're going to have problems. But and he looks at the hearts of individuals. This is all about the heart. Penance. For when there's a penalty of something that's being committed. Where is some of this self-righteous attitude going when there is no true forgiveness, when there's no more sacrifice for sin? Why is it that you can be forgiven? You can your problems can be swept under a rug or you can be, you know, I was having a bad day. But then when you have a slighter bad day like them, they can't wait to give you the business. Because you had a moment where you may have spoken in a certain tone or because you were passionate and you cared about somebody. Let me tell you something. I'm going to share something publicly with y'all. And this is not the whole problem. Obviously, you're try- some of you are trying to figure it out. Jay only has these conversations usually when something happens to him. You know, I'm going to tell some of you something that you may not get this. A lot of times ain't nothing going on with me. <laughs> it's just that topic. It's that type of conversation. And when that whenever I have a conversation, whatever my topics are, they are passionate. Why? Because I have to present myself as real and authentic about whatever that topic is to let you know it's a real thing. Now, I don't come off like this all the time. My shows nowadays, though, are based on what's going on in the world. War, calamity. What we need is love right now. What we need is encouragement. We don't need a whole lot of somebody coming down on us. But what we do need is somebody to keep it real with us, to remind us, be mindful of how you moving, how you acting, because everything is recorded. It's always been recorded in the spirit world. And you never know who out here in the real world is watching you in the physical one. I mean, so and, and what I say is people are all cameras everywhere. Folks are tapping other people's phones. I mean, just crazy things are going on. Folks are following folks around in un- unmarked cars. And it ain't just the it ain't just the government. You got people doing things. That, there's no nothing you can put past anybody nowadays. If people want to 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 look at something or want to know what's going on, they're gonna go through some extremes. It may seem crazy or, or redundant or ridiculing to some of you to hear that, but it's reality. I done been through a lot of that stuff, man. That's why I share this stuff. I say things that people either don't want to hear. And I'm not here to do this because it's a trend or a style. That's why a lot of times it offends a lot of people because everybody ain't going into details about the truth. But J-rated R is. 
And the Bible keeps saying, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. So for people to get in their feelings, maybe that's what they need in order to check what's going on with them as well as myself. Nobody wants to hear their downfalls. Nobody wants to hear what they do wrong. You know, people a lot of times just want to be, I don't want to say congratulated like they did something big, but they just want to be appreciated. If somebody's always just tearing you apart, all it looks like every time I turn around, you always tell me what I ain't doing right. That weighs on a person, self-esteem and all that stuff. It weighs on them. And this is why pride comes in. The Bible tells us that pride comes because people have low self-esteem or, or, or they don't have self-worth. This is why they get defensive. I've been one of those people. Trust me, I've been that person. And see, the more that let me tell you, let me tell you all a secret. You want to know how to read people? You want to know how some people can't figure out how you know certain things about them and they get offended and don't want to talk to you because you, you be hitting things spot on sometimes? You could be wrong all the time, anytime. Everybody's wrong at some point. It's not about being wrong. I'm talking about the moments that you really hitting the truth, but they don't want to admit it. You want to know how some people can learn people and read people so well? These are people who have been down. When you've been down, it's easy for people to start becoming more psychically sensitive. Now, I don't want to use the word psychic because that's that's something that you we, we, we would attribute to the dark side. The most high gives us divine abilities. He gives us uh, clairsentient means to feel, to be sensitive to feelings, empathetic, things like that. More people are sensitive to certain things, not only within themselves, but to others and how they're feeling. And sometimes other people's feelings can weigh in on a person who's able to pick up on it. But the reason why a lot of people can read people so well or read a lot of people well, not everybody can, can they read that way, but they do a pretty good job when they're tuning into them, especially if you know a person well enough, you're picking up on them. If you spend a lot of time, even if you're not close to a person every day physically, if you spend time with them in any kind of way communicating, you start to pick up on their energy because everybody has a frequency that they emit. We're, we're electromagnetic beings, family. We, this is scientific, <laughs> okay? But it's supernatural at the same time. And I'm just putting it in a way for those who need more solid talk, less spiritual talk, which is really the same thing. But if they need more science involved, that's where I'm going with this. We're beings of light. We're beings of energy. I just said this a little while ago. And what a lot of people won't have a hard time distinguishing is the fact that when you spend a lot of your time with somebody and you get emotionally involved with a person or blending energies your energy fields are traveling, whether it's through a wireless phone, whatever, just through the speed of thought. Remember, thought travels faster than the speed of light. Thought can be anywhere instantaneously just by a thinking of it, right? A thought of it. And so the more you are in tune with a person, the more you think about a person, the more you tap into their energy. Y'all's energies bounce off each other. It bounce off each other's fields. And you're exchanging data. It's more harder, though, when it, when it's a negative thing, because those feelings are colliding. Those fields are colliding like like two cars crashing head on. Bow. And you get like this wavy effect, like you ran into a wavy wall. But when feelings are more open and more reciprocated, more welcoming, and especially when it's loving, more higher vibratory uh, frequencies are being exchanged between the two. Their feelings, their feelings, their energy fields are more so enveloping and not colliding. They're 
collaborating, not colliding. I learn these things because I study them. I learn them because I've experienced feeling them and, 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 and going through it and testing it. And anybody can do it. You just have to be more open to it, more receiving of it. And you got to want it. Your intent, what you want based on how you feel, your desire for something increases more and more. That's what faith is. It's the belief in something. But you don't see it. You just feel it. You go with it. You hope for it. And what is faith? According to the Bible, when you read Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse one through three, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the invisible world is more real than this one. It's more effective. It's more powerful. It's bigger. It's broader. It's it is the progenitor. It is the parent to this reality. We only are operating on a very small, visible light spectrum called luminous matter. There's way more frequency bandwidths that operate in different frequencies that are higher frequencies. And if you're not in tune with those frequencies, you're not going to be in tune with what's going on on those levels. And see, this is why, you know, when we had these talks on Fable Radio, as we have for these last four or five years, four years, shall I say, these things are pertinent to everybody's well-being. You know, we, we talk about any and everything. That's what I say on the show. We talk about relationships, money, investment, spirituality, dark stuff, light stuff, good stuff, physical air. I mean, we talk about everything. Physical one on one, everything one on one, the basic, the beginning, the primitives, the binary, the code, everything, the matrix, whatever it is, the Bible, any other doctrine. We talk about it and then we combine it. We compare it. We put it to the test. If we don't do these things, family, who's going to do them for us? If we just used to going about with somebody uh, that's supposed to be a, a, an authoritative figure tells us and we don't question it. Well, we could be getting duped and, 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 and you know, told anything. And a lot of us are so naive that we'll believe, well, why would they do that? Why would they anybody do that to us? Because you live in a world where it ain't just good. You live in a world where people are power hungry, power driven. You live in a world where we're flawed by design, by nature, because of sin. Sin is a disease. Jesus said, I didn't come to heal the healthy. I came to heal and help the sick. I mean, if you're healthy, why would you go see a doctor? Now, you could say, well, you may be going for your yearly checkup or whatever. That's fine. But people go to the store for medicine. They go to clinics. They go to hospitals to get better. Because they feel something is wrong and it requires a doctor to examine them to get further diagnosis or prognosis on the situation before they can be diagnosed with what it is. Jesus is the ultimate doctor, the ultimate hero. He's the ultimate everything, the ultimate sacrifice. This is why I say you are not your own. You were bought with a price. And I made a mistake in one of my podcasts. I can't remember which one it was, but I told y'all you were bought with a price. And I said it was 1 Corinthians 6.12. No, it's 1 Corinthians 6.20. Um, 6.12 is talking about um, the temple, the body being the temple. But 
Um, and not, not, not only is, no, it's not even talking about that. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 12 is talking about, um, the laws. And see, I'm not going to even get into all that right now, but 620 is what it is. 19 through 20. You need to read that at first Corinthians chapter six, you know, and it just dawned on me. I can't tell you what podcast it was, but I meant to tell y'all that it might've been two podcasts ago. Maybe, I don't know. Penance, though, we're here because of penance. And this is why the Lord is not slacking his promise in terms of returning. He's coming. The signs are all there. May not be depicted the way we have played out in our minds of how it should look. And Hollywood has had had some involvement in that, like such as the Left Behind series. You all expecting things to look like that. And the exact order that you saw it in the movie. Some of that stuff is very accurate. A lot of it's accurate. A lot of it's not. And I keep telling people, you're in Revelation. You're living it out. Revelation, the chapters of Revelation are not in chronological order. That's why you have to read all of the chapters of Revelation to know what the actual order is. But people keep thinking, well, this ain't happening in chapter one because they're not in chronological order the way John wrote them. He wrote them, he recorded what he saw in the spirit world. Remember, in the spirit world, time is not the same as it is here. So what showed him is what he wrote down. It's up to us to read the entire chapters to know the order. And see, most people don't want to read Revelation because they say it's too scary. But yet the Bible itself in the very first chapter of Revelation, chapter three, I mean, chapter one, verse three, excuse me, Revelation chapter one, verse three tells you whoever reads and hears the words of this prophecy will be blessed. It's time to start putting the fear away of what's coming. Some of you anticipate fear, which is worse. If you at least have knowledge prior to what's about to take place, residents, and how you're supposed to, uh, or take precedence, I mean, and how you're supposed to deal with it, God gives you solutions to it. But if you don't read the Bible and you're too scared to hear what's about to happen and you're just going off a of hearsay or, or speculation, that's worse. That'll kill you. Anticipation of some of key worse than the actual application of it. Because you can psych yourself out, man. I, I've done that just in general in life. That's why the Bible keeps saying, let tomorrow worry for itself. Y'all are worried about what you're going to eat. How you going to do this party this weekend? What you going to wear tomorrow? This and that. How you going to get you? I mean, listen, these are things that I understand are naturally for a person who's independent, who likes to be on time, who likes things to be as best suited and even as perfect as much as possible. But there's no such thing as perfect. Perfection is, is, is a continuous, um, it's a continuous pursuit, even though, as it's been said, we are perfectly made in the image and likeness of God. We're imperfect beings in terms of how we are because of sin, because of these bodies. And this is why we're not our own. He, he bought us with a price because he sacrificed himself. And if you want to know more about the soul and all that, you know, Go through my podcast, man. You know, Ezekiel 18.4 talks about who owns the soul, which is Jesus, God, the Father, you know. Um, like I said, 1 Corinthians 6.20, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. 1 Corinthians chapter 7.23 says the same thing that 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 says. <sighs> if I'm not mistaken, might be a little rusty. 
<laughs> and I can check that. I can check that right now while I'm on here with y'all. Rather, rather tell you the truth and then and then you know you guys be feeling like you know you were led astray or something. I, I've never led anyone astray, at least never intentionally. And I've been pretty accurate with the scriptures. But I have been known to mix a few up here and there, but not too much. You know, my track record in giving y'all scriptures off the dome is pretty good, if you ask me. And that's not too bad for somebody who's got a lot going on in that head of mine. Um, and I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not boasting. I'm saying that, you know, some people are just never satisfied with anything, no matter how 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 much you put into telling them. They'll always find something wrong with your delivery or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yes, first Corinthians chapter six, verse 20 says, for ye are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. OK, telling you right there for ye are brought with a price. Now, since I'm on first Corinthians, let me go to verse 12 and see what that say. Then we can clean this thing up. First Corinthians six twelve says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful or permissible. So that's correct. Now, let me go to first Corinthians seven. 23 and see what that says. First Corinthians seven, 23 says same thing as first Corinthians six, 20 said ye, you were bought with the price. Do not become slaves of men. Now that's a different version of it, but it's saying the same thing. God paid a high price for you, so don't be enslaved by the world. All of you, slave and free in both, were once held hostage in a sinful society. Sin is a hostage holder. Sin is a disease. Sin is, is slavery. It holds you in bondage. Jesus came to break those chains of bondage by giving you freedom through him. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father, which is in heaven, but by him. He is the door in St. John chapter 10, verse 9. So this is why I say all these things to you all. And so, yes, it does help family. Let me tell you something about my life. As much as I've gone through certain things and what I'm going through now, whenever I had these type of talks, it not only helps me, um, but it helps me to become a better person. It helps me to um, the Holy Spirit to speak through me because I can lose my way like any of you. That's why I say the Bible says to comfort each other with these words. It tells us that. And let me make sure. I told you earlier, First Thessalonians. I'm on my phone doing this right now. I'm not, I don't have no Bible present. I'm not at my house or anything like that. Uh, all right. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 18. No, I said chapter, yeah, 418. It's got to be 418. First Thessalonians 418 says Christians who have died will receive their resurrected bodies and living Christians will be caught up to join them to be with the Lord. Now, this is what it says. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then this is where verse 18 comes in. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So, yeah, I was right in telling you that. And it's not a big deal whether, you know, the point is. These words aren't just words. These aren't just good quotes. These aren't just good passages in the Bible. These aren't just somebody who wrote this stuff down. This is the words of the Most High Yah himself. And only people who say such things like the Bible was written by men. I question whether these people had a Holy Spirit or not. Because, yeah, God also came as a man himself. Remember? 
How could any man predict what's been going on from the Old Testament, which is the older times of the world, into the New Testament, which is the times he came as a man in Jesus Christ and be accurate with everything that he said was going to happen before it happened, not only in their story, but in the world itself. A lot of the Bible's prophecies have not even been talked about. That's how many prophecies. There are some that are obvious in the scriptures. There are those then you have to actually decode. And the Bible gives you these things. But you got to read and understand the mysteries and be able to put these things together. That's why Revelation is such a mystery to most people. But everything that the Bible has said has actually come true. So we know it can't just be some fabricated book written by a man. It's too supernaturally obvious that things that have happened in a time before they were said to have happened are happening now and happened at a time before. I mean, at a time that was ahead of that time. But people, if you don't read the scriptures thoroughly, if you don't study the word, if you don't have the spirit of the most high govern, governing you and, and watching you, you ain't going to get it. It's just that simple, man. And I ain't here to push nobody into to, to the Bible. I'm here as a, as a witness, even though I struggle with a lot of my own things, man, I am not going to struggle with believing in the most high. I know he's real. That part, I, I would be lying if I said he wasn't because I've had too many spiritual experiences to know otherwise. I've had too many spiritual experiences, to, so I can't be an atheist, <laughs> you know, unless I just want to completely just blaspheme the Holy Spirit and say he ain't real. I'm not going to do that. I don't care how much stuff I'm going through and dealing with right now. What I was upset with the father on was personal matters that I'm dealing with, but it had nothing to do with him being real. That ain't never been a question. What's been questioned is, what am I doing wrong? to not get the things that I want. And I know that there's a lot, that's a that's a, actually a broad question, <laughs> you know, when you're talking to the most high, because he don't do things the way you and I want him to do it. He does it the way he tells us he's going to do it in his word. And that's the thing you got to learn. You got to humble yourself when you come to the Lord. I wrote down a list today. I was watching uh, Pastor Geno Jennings. I caught the tail end of it. And he was right about something. It was like the spirit was speaking through him to me to remind me of some things. Things I've been asking of the most high lately, he hasn't been showing me. And I know he's different and he does things on his own time. But one of the things that I, I you know, Pastor Geno, Geno Jennings was talking about was um, he was using scriptures. The first, there's three things in order to get God's attention, to get him to come to you. One, you must first be humble. If you got an ego about anything or you feel like you deserve something more than somebody else or if you coming in him like, well, you, you know, I'll come, you know, I, I'll do this, you that you're doing it the wrong way, bro. And I've been guilty of that. You know how Moses got I'll give you an example. Moses got a little cocky and arrogant when the people were begging for water. And God told him. That the water would come out of the, one of those rocks in the mountain. Just to be patient. He got upset. Then went away on God. He didn't humble himself, took his cane and he beat the rock and beat it and demanded the water to come out. And then eventually the water came out. He ended up being punished because of that, because he displayed that type of behavior in front of the people. Him being a leader, that's not how you're supposed to go about it. You're supposed to have had faith in the most high and trust in what he told you. And see, Moses didn't do that. He had a human moment, man. And because of that action, that's why God didn't let him cross over into the promised land. He told him he would be able to see it from afar off before he died. He'd be able to see it 
on top of one of the mountains, he'd be able to see what it looked like from a distance, but he wouldn't be able to actually cross over with his people into it because of those things that he did because of that one action. So God still punishes us, man. He loves you, but he's, he's going to discipline you. He ain't going to let it slide either. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll forgive you for it, but he still, he still feel the need to punish you for it because it's all about discipline patience something we all most of us if not all almost all of us we lack in some kind of way when we when we're at our worst when we're feeling at our lowest we don't have the patience the stability the security the the logical mind that we usually have when we're being emotionally distraught when we're bothered by something or someone or something that we've done or didn't do or something that's just not going our way we feel some kind of way we get low in our spirits. We become doubtful. We become uh, everything becomes debatable, questionable. We get we get ir uh, irritable, irritated. And when you become irate, irate and start acting irritable and stuff, then that's when things don't work in your favor. Now, the battle that you're having to fight with the flesh, the emotions is a spiritual battle. And trust me, there are demons around fighting uh to keep you in that place, to get a, a, a connection to you because you're feeding them with the emotions of doubt and fear and anger. And I have been going through that myself here recently. I've had somebody tell me, you know, you always have your podcast. Now, look, I don't know if that was sarcasm, but what I told them and I meant what I said and I wasn't being smart when I said it. I do enjoy talking to the people. I do this because it's one of the things that the most high Yah has put on me to do. It's one of my, at least it's one of the things I don't probably do it as much as I should. But when I do do it, I do it with obedience. Now, the topics that I choose, you know, he gives me a lot of these topics. A lot of them he don't. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them he does. Most of them he does because that's why they always connect. Bible says wherever, you know, two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. I mean, it's more than two of y'all gathered on this podcast. <laughs> Not only that, but he says, let every word be established. So that means you speak things into existence, especially when it's biblical. And this is why they always seem to add up later. So, no, I know I'm always being guided. Do I always obey? Not always. And I'm honest about that. But some people would ring you like to just... I don't know. They like to take you through the ringer when you don't something. It's like they waiting for an opportune moment for you to fail or to have a weakness to slide through the crevice. And, and, and they like to exploit it. But if you did that to other people at their time of being low, you'd be you'd be a hole. You would be the worst person on Earth. You'd be insensitive. You'd be all these things. But when other people do it, they feel justified. And these are people who say they love you, man. And it shouldn't be like that, fam. Like, you know, I'm going to tell y'all some real stuff right now. I'm having some parental issues. Not not me as a parent, but with my parents. And I love my folks. And I'm not going to get into the business of what's going on in that department with them. But I will say, you know, one day, the other day, I had a problem with my pops. And it, it was such a problem that my mom got involved and she gave her side of how she felt to him. He, he didn't realize he was doing anything or felt like he did anything wrong. And, you know, it caused a bit of a disturbance. Then fast forward from that day, I got into it with my mom. 
today. <laughs> so, you know, uh, go back two or three nights. I got into it with somebody else. So, sure, I'll be the bad guy this week. That's okay. You know, and like I said, I mean, I'm not telling nobody this for no pity pat party. Um, you know, like I said, there are certain things that are just left best alone, private. Because you don't, the, the enemy is always tuning into this too. It's not just people who uh, have the best intentions and are going through things in life themselves. You got the enemies tuning into your channel too, both in the spirit and in the physical. And so I say that, I only shared that part with you all because if you feel like there's any tension or anything in my voice, it's just, it's just passion, man. I still love every last one of those people. I'm just going through a J-rated R moment. And it's hard because a lot of times when you do need to confide in somebody or you need to have a physical friend around, you don't. Everybody that say they got your best interests at heart or your friend or you can confide in, that's just talk for a lot of people. I'm not saying that's everybody, but in my case, in my world with the way things are going and I'm being tested and I know these tests are happening because I'm close to the salvation and we're in that time, fam. We're in that first Peter chapter four, verse 12 time. You're going to go through fiery trials. That's why he, specific, he specified specifically fiery. This is going to be like no other time. This ain't just some whack trial and error moment. No, this is fiery trials. This is to test your faith, your walk, your beliefs, your, 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 your faith in people and the Lord, your, 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 you know, your loyalty, because faith is loyalty. It's hard, man. It's easy to go back and just go back to that old life for a lot of people. But that is not the answer. I'm going to share something else, too. A family member of mine has went back to smoking. Now, I ain't saying who that is. That's nobody's business. Um, I mean, it could be worse uh, habits out here, but they were doing so good, family their faith walk and everything, but they've been going through some things themselves, some terrible things that they've been dealing with. And I've, you know, I've been trying to be a help to help them whenever I could, you know, if they confided in me being family, I, I've tried to help them, but yeah, they, uh, they went, they, they, um, fell off the bandwagon as the old saying goes. And so I'm praying for them to get back on the bandwagon and to not give in to the temptation. Cause see, this is all what Satan wants. And when you step out of your own problems for a minute and you look around, you look at it, everything that everybody's going through, including yourself, and you see how everything's just sort of just went from, it just took a turn for the worse. It's spiritual warfare behind that. Nothing happens just by coincidence or chance family. Everything is designed or orchestrated by something that we are not aware of. Faith is called a substance in the Bible. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence and things not seen. So that means that it's something that actually exists. It's being created to manifest at some point later. The Bible says we were created from a substance. That's in Psalms chapter 139, verse 15. I think if you read that. Hebrews 11 tells you what faith is, and it says it is the substance. So that means in the spirit world, the angels and the demons and any of the spirit beings can see what your faith is looking like because it's being manifested as a substance. It starts off as a substance and then it turns into something later by manifesting into the physical. 
So that's why I say we don't have spiritual eyes open out here. We can't see what's going on. A lot of you, if you could see into the spirit world, it would change you because you know this is what's drawing certain entities and things like that. Or you're bringing things from your own power because, you you know, even if even if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you still have power because you're made in the image and likeness of the creator who has power. And that's why free will That's why he says there's power in the tongue. You can either curse or bless somebody just by speaking things into existence. How do you do that? How do you manifest things that happen? Substance, intent, faith. Thought is um, here's the thing cause and effect right thought is cause the emotions of how you feel which is your intent right that's the effect so the devil needs you to fall into agreement with something through your emotions and get you to fall because your emotions and see I'm praying for whoever that is something's going on being out in these streets you hear anything man but your emotions, family, is what creates your reality through your thoughts. Your thought designs it. It outlines it. Say, OK, he's thinking of this. He's thinking of this. How much faith is he putting into it? You're doing something in the spirit plane each time you put a feeling into a thought. That's why they tell you to have positive affirmations. First, there was a fire truck. Now there's an ambulance. So it don't matter where you go in the world you could be in the quietest of places man there's always going to be something going on around you always be aware of your surroundings that's why i say it's real out here man because you're never really safe you just feel safer in certain places and that's the thing you know sometimes you got to do things sometimes you got to get away from just everything it's not that you're being funny or you know, you know, you don't want nobody in your life. I want people in my life that want to be in my life. OK, I want people who love me to love me. All right. That don't mean we're going to be perfect and on, on all counts at all times. No one is going to be one way all the time. But real love to me is exactly what the Bible says. And if you were to put it in words of today without using the Bible, this is what love is for me. Love is let's get over our differences. Now, some things are easier said than done. But how badly do you want to get over your differences? Can you not resolve the issue? Is it something that was said or done so bad that it's destroyed your, your relationship? Or is it just because you've got so much going on already that it, the littlest things that normally don't set you off, set you off? It all comes down to the mind, the mental stability of a person, what they're going through, what they've been through. How much have they gotten over one thing to get over another thing? You see, all these things matter. And people never think about this in the heat of the moment. All they're thinking about is, well, you tripping. You said this. You said that. You did this. You did that. And they add on to each other's problems instead of help taking the weight off. Yet the Bible says to give your burdens to one another. Confess your faults to one another. Forgive one another. Because if you don't, the Bible says the Lord ain't going to forgive you if you don't forgive each other. He holds you accountable. Y'all, some of you just so stricken, man, and so hard with things. You feel like you right to be in your feelings. But see, there's a way to seem right to a man. But the end is death. That's in Proverbs 14, 12, Proverbs 16, 25. You know, um, you, you got to sometimes put put away some of these feelings, man. If you want your penance, you know, you want to be repentant for you want to have penance. You got to repent. Because if not, you're going to have penalty for crime. I mean, for sins, crimes or whatever that was committed. 
And I can tell you this stuff, but even I got to do it too, fam. It's not hypoc- It's not hypocrisy. It's just we're on a talk show. <laughs> and talking things out, yes, helps a lot of times. But at the same time, it's only so much talk can do if you don't pl- apply some action to go behind the ideals, the brainstorming. It's, it's, it's never going to be a final copy if you just still working on it as a brainstorm. Then you got to go through the rough draft process. Once you do that, you finalize it. You itemize it. You make it a thing. You manifest it. And then, boom, there it is. And <laughs> we know a lot of us what to do. We just don't know how to go about it. Even if the instructions are go about it this way. Because to humans, it's, it's, it's got to be more to it than that. It can't be that easy. And that's the problem. We're going to always have our own standard of what we think is right or what we think is wrong. And some of the worst cases that I've experienced with dealing with people is always going to be family. You can't expect this from outsiders because, you know, when you out in these streets or when you're dealing with people in general, folks are going to look at you sideways. You can't expect that. The ones you don't expect it from, and I can't say that you can't expect it from family, but the ones you let your guard down with the most is family. But you got to understand, they people like anybody else. You see, to somebody else, they, they, they just strangers too. But to you, they're your family. And it could be intermediate family. So, you know, I have just been on a wheel of test, man, and I almost felt like I was losing my mind. And I don't have a problem sharing that publicly because this is about me. This ain't about nobody else. I'm not exploiting nobody. I'm not I'm not talking about nobody else. I'm talking about me. And I ain't saying this for somebody to feel sorry for me. But you know what's sad? You know what's sad when people think that that way? You should feel sorry for people because if you have a heart, you'll pray for them. Why, we, why, why do you think our creator tells you to pray for your enemies? Pray for those who hate you. Pray for those who despise you. He helped people out that didn't even care about him when he was in the physical world. Peter cut off one of the Roman guards ears. That was coming to pick him up because of Judas's deception and betrayal. And yet Jesus told Peter, you you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And then he put the man's ear back and healed it. He didn't have to do that. But see, y'all keep thinking outside of Jesus and not within Jesus. And what I mean by that is you'll think that, oh, he could do that because he was God, but I'm not him. Yep. Yet you say you want to be like him by being a follower of him. You say you believe in his word, but you don't want to apply it. You say you have his spirit, but you don't want to act like it. So what I'm trying to say and get at, and I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm talking about anybody who thinks this way. Will never change. And then somebody's telling me this. Somebody's told me this many, many times recently. Don't expect change if you're not willing to change. I even did a podcast about change. It's, it's in the title. I can't even remember it. But it was something similar along those same those same lines that I've been told recently. But I put a podcast out about it. <laughs> so this just let you know, great minds think alike. We all at some point in time tap into the spirit and the spirit speaks through us. That's why these titles are the way they are. A lot of these titles, I look back and say, dang. I didn't think of those titles. I may have thought it up. I may have thought I thought it up and said it. But then when I look back, I said, man, you know, that title's got too much power to it for me to have came up with it myself. That has to be Holy Spirit. And see, that's how he works. And so 
you know, these very podcasts on this show are prophetic, fam. If y'all been listening to any of them with an open heart and you've been putting them to the test and you've been witnessing these things for quite some time, if you've been listening to my show for quite some time, these shows are prophetic. And that's why I do these shows. It's not to be garnering attention for my own personal stake. I mean, yeah, it's my show. I'm the host. I'm the one that created the name. Yes, all of that is true and some. But the message that I'm talking about is not just of my own. It's from the most high. It's about real life. It's about a lot of things. That's why on the show, we call it a spiritual based show. And we say what? On this show, we keep it real, we keep it raw, we keep it authentic, or we don't, you know, we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, or we don't come at all. We also say we talk about any and everything, all things, because the spirit is what? It connects all things. Everything has a spirit, not everything has a soul. That's why if you know Favor Radio's motto, if you understand why I say these things I say, it's for a reason. All things are for a reason. Just like Ecclesiastes 3 tells you. And I'm no different from anybody else out here tapping into their creative side or the create the creative side or the spiritual side. I'm no different than anybody out here who's had made has been through mistakes, made mistakes, who's flawed. I'm not any different than anybody out here who has their good moments as well as their off moments and their down moments. I'm not any different than any one of you. But sometimes people want you to be different so they can sit there and use that against you in some kind of way. And I don't understand that way of thinking because each and every one of us have flaws and they always want you to understand their flaws, their mistakes, their shortcomings. But when you make those same mistakes, any kind of mistake, it it gets held against you as if it's irreversible. (laughs) Like you're going to get death row for it. That's hypocrisy to me. Are we not allowed and allotted to make mistakes and be forgiven? Because I'm going to tell you something. The people you care about are the ones that hold it against you the worst, the most. Have I held things against people? I'm guilty of it. Do you ever hear me up here putting blame on just anybody in general and not putting it on myself? That's how real I am. And that even offends some of y'all. And I'm saying some of you because I'm sure there's somebody out there that's offended. Everybody ain't going to be agreeing to my show. The Bible says that. The Bible says if everybody agree with you, look out. So if, if you did it to our creator, if they did it to my uh, to creator, they're going to do it to you. Whatever he's been through, I'm going to go through. I ain't no different. I ain't no better. That's why I expect the unexpected. I speak on real, real terms. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist because I'm very optimistic. But I cannot tell you the good without sharing the bad first. Because some of you think life is just supposed to be peaches and cream and no mistakes. What, what, what boat did you come off of? What dimension are you from? I want to know how you tap into something like that. Are you on the fifth dimensional level of consciousness? How did you get there? Are you going through anything in life? Any worries, any setbacks? Because if you aren't, I would like to know what you do. You, you know what the Holy Spirit told you. All I can tell you is a lot of our reality is based on how we think. But a lot of it also is dealing with how other people come at us and how they treat us. Then it's based on how do we go about it? How do we respond from that? That's where a lot of our problems come from. Reactions, misunderstandings uh, or a lack thereof. No, no empathy, a lack of empathy, a lack of sympathy. These things create adverse uh, effects, chaos, right? 
uh, abandonment, loss, uh, confusion, anxiety. These things come from a lack of love. Love is the key to it all. If you don't have any love involving it, then all you got left is chaos and all the other lower emotions, fear, anger, deception, greed, envy, lust. That's all you got left. If there ain't no real love in that thing, it ain't going to work. If you don't put Christ in it, it ain't going to work. Christ is love. So if you don't put him first and you ain't walking right and you ain't serious in your walk and you ain't got nobody that's walking with you like that and they ain't serious in their walk. Guess what, folk? It's, it's, it's not hard. It's not E equals MC squared. It's, it's not rocket science. It ain't going to work. Now, just because it works don't mean it's going to be perfect, but it gets better. It, be, it becomes perfection in the process because you're working on you. They're working on them. Your family, as a family, y'all are working on y'all. You're praying together. You heard the old saying, a family that prays together stays together. That's not just a saying, family. Your Bible says that. But it also is realistic. Ain't none of you so-called faith-believing, church-going, religious people questioning God when he's telling you right in the Bible, if you do this, this is the result. That means good or bad. But when somebody out their mouth like me say it and has lived it and going through it, suddenly I'm being negative. <laughs> so what you're really saying without saying it is God is negative. You just don't want to come out your mouth and say that. So you want to use somebody else who said it and use that as an excuse. I'm not saying anything the Bible ain't saying, fam. And what's worst about it all is, oh no, what's funny about it? It ain't worse. What's funny about it is I'm actually going through these things and I'm sharing it with y'all to let you know you're not the only one dealing with it and we can get through it together. That's the whole moral of the story. No matter what I'm dealing with right now in my life personally, with my family and others I care and love, no matter what I've been going through for the last three or four years, no matter whatever the problem has been, I know I don't have a monopoly on suffering. I only can share my story, what I've dealt with, how I've gotten through it, good or bad, up or low. That's all you can do, fam. That's all you can do. And some people act like you ain't supposed to be human and have those same mistakes, those same problems. When I was dealing with people going through whatever they were dealing with, I, I let them talk it to, through to me. They would be venting about their family, their job or somebody in their household or whatever the case is. And I didn't criticize them for it. I didn't come down hard on them for it when they had an attitude talking about how somebody else made them feel. But when I do that, and I very rarely do that at all, but when I have done it, I made a mistake and I apologize, but then they want to hold it against you. So I'm the enemy this week to everybody. <laughs> and look, some people are going to say, well, you brought it on yourself. Well, guess what? You ought to get an A plus for bait for common sense. Not everything is always your fault. You may, yes, I take full responsibility for anything that I may have done to offend anybody, right? But let me make sure I make something else clear to y'all. Whenever it's involving other parties, there's always somebody else is doing too. Now, I don't mind taking no responsibility for what I've done. I don't mind taking any. But don't act like this is all on one person. 
It takes two to tango. Now, you may have started it and that's where you need to apologize. But if you've tried to apologize and the other person still want to hold grudges and be tied up about it and still go in. OK, now they pushing it. And you can say all you want where well, they wouldn't have been like as if you didn't say this or that. Well, what if the tables were reversed? Then what? What I'm saying is a lot of you going to go along with it either way. A lot of you going to say, well, then it would have been their fault. This is what I want to tell you all that's going through this yourself. People always tell you to be the bigger person. I've always been the bigger person. Most times, most times I have. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to feel or have a moment in my own life while I fall. I'm going to have some pain going on in my life, too. That's the shame when you have given other people your time, your love and advice. And you did it in a very kind way while they were spazzing out, tripping or wilding out or whatever they were doing. You seem to have kept it together for the both of y'all. But when you have a moment like that where you need to vent, they're not giving you that same love and respect. And it ain't got nothing to do with I'm not you. You not me. Love is love, right? You do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So that's where I have a problem when people say that stuff. You don't act the way you I, you want me to act. Well, you won't think in that when I was being nice to you during your problems when you came to me. If I, if I had a came at you like that while you was already down, I would have been an a-hole for that. See, some of y'all be spazzing out on that hypocrisy and you don't want to see it nobody else's way when you good. But when somebody else going through it, you want to spaz out on them. So y'all got to stop doing that, man. Take penance for what's been committed. Family, we're going to take one more commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk very shortly on a few other things and then we're going to close it out. I'm your boy, Jerry Dodd. Don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Right, people, we're giving penance for wrong being committed. Um, I want to appreciate and thank every one of you for your sincere ear and listening to these podcasts. I mean, I know a lot of these things a lot of times aren't going to always be uh, Disney Plus. You know, um, I love talking about nothing but wonderful things positive things, things to lift the human spirit, things to encourage one another. Um, but I also want something to be clear and understood on this particular uh, podcast platform. I don't 
solicit. I don't um, subscribe to violence of any type. Uh, I don't, nor do I condone it. But what I am going to tell you all, it's nothing but love. Things to help you in life, not hurt you. Things to look out for, things to expect. Some of us are green, and that's an old terminology, uh, old lingo, if you will, that means a lot of us don't know what's out here, what's going to happen because we never had to go through it. We've never been accustomed to some of these things and it can become a shock to some people when it's a first time thing. And some people, believe it or not, it's overwhelming and they can't deal with the pressures of it and they do themselves in, meaning to kill, commit suicide or get on drugs or whatever the case is. Everybody has their breaking point. Everybody has their limits. Not everybody is, you know, Rambo out here and even Rambo even though he's a fictional character he represents a lot of characters in one person even he still being human had his breaking points and so I say that to say this I love you all and that's why I do these shows I don't make a lot of money or anything like that from Pharaoh Radio family I really don't I know there's people who y'all tune into celebrities a lot of them get money for their shows through their sponsors and everything else I sponsor people for free on my show. I don't pay people to do their commercials. I could, and I would be rightfully in the right to do so because this is also a public platform that and does advertisements. But it's not about the money. You know, it's about the message. And I mean, yeah, who doesn't want to make a living doing something that they're they're always passionate about? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible talks about that. So, like I said, you know, I hope that those of you um, that can relate to the things that I've talked about or say are able to, um, you know, put and piece together that these things are for the benefit of everyone. And although I know everybody isn't going to always capitulate, subscribe or agree to the things that they hear uh, that, that said on the show, even if it's true, teach their own fam. OK, I can't be be beating myself up because I'm not doing something that somebody thinks I should do. I'm open to suggestions. I've always been that way. I've always tried to curtail to other people's likings. And I still do that. But it's going to be more on my terms. It's going to be more on the way. Well, not even my terms. What the most high wants me to do. Because you win some, you lose some. And I don't say that sarcastically. I don't say that with with uh, a nonchalant approach about it. I don't say that with a careless behavior type of mentality. I say that because I have to protect me. Just like i be trying to do the best I can to give you all information that can help protect you. And even if it comes off in something small from investments to something as little as support and moral conduct, support and how you feel, because people don't take feelings as serious as they used to. The only time people get serious in their feelings is when they're ready to throw down or do something of a violent act. And I'm trying to prevent that from happening by giving you all the re reality of whatever it is we're talking about. And, you know, every show isn't like this. Obviously, we, we talk about any and everything. I mean, if you think I'm bad, just look at the world. Take a good look outside. I don't care if you live in the best of places. 
Look at what's going on in the news. What's good about that? What's good about war? What's good about shootings every week, every day? What's good about people missing? What's good about fires all over the place? They had a fire where I was at last week. Eight ambulance. I mean, it was eight. It was eight or nine trucks, both ambulance and fire trucks out there. And some other trucks I couldn't even identify in the neighborhood I was in. Well, not in my neighborhood, but a neighborhood connected to my neighborhood. So fires are everywhere. And I mean, that it can happen, but you're seeing them happen more randomly in these these different places. Well, this is what the Bible said was going to happen. Read, uh, read Revelation chapter 8 about the grass on fire and things like that. Read Matthew 24. Climate and, and earthquakes happening in diverse places. Shortages on food, rations. Pestilence, sicknesses. And it's, it's nothing new under the sun, fam. So I don't know why some, for some people it comes off as somewhat of a shock. No, you need to be preparing yourselves for the worst. I told you all that there can easily be a grid, a blackout on that. Thank God it hasn't happened yet. You need to have water stored in your house, not just for what you got going on now, but for when you may not be able to leave the house. You need to have at least 10 cases of water. And you ain't got to get them all at the same time. I mean, I know money is not growing on trees for a lot of people, but... You need to get enough water that, you know, every paycheck or something, grab your case. And then, of course, take the rest of your money and do what you need to do with it. But it can it didn't hurt to get a case of water. Each week, each every two weeks, two cases, whatever you can afford. You know what I'm saying? Just build yourself up, man. You want to have plenty of rations and plenty of water because I mean, don't be in the stores fighting over toilet paper this time. <laughs> OK, I mean, these things can happen we don't know what to expect we know what the bible tells us to expect and we know that's coming but in between that time while we're waiting we don't know what's coming all we can do is hope for the best pray for the worst i don't know if i said that right i don't want you to pray for the worst i want you to pray because things get bad but um just pray and hope. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but I think those of you who do actually have a heart and care, um, I care. And I'm not going to stop being who I am because of the people that are um, around me. They're not able to to reciprocate a lot of these things i think a lot of people let me just be honest this this is the show where i get to be just a little straightforward on some things i'm always being a positive-minded individual and i'm never going to stop but at, like i said there's two sides to a story and here's the thing we got a lot of selfish people out here we got a lot of people who feel entitled and I'm not referring to any one particular person or anybody like that. I'm referring to just people in general. Just look around you. Look at the news. Look at look at the way folks are acting over the smallest things. When there's real matters that, that should be taken more serious, starvation, hunger, people dying, people missing, fires. Nobody's really giving a damn about that. Instead, y'all are worried about Puff Daddy and Cassidy or something like that. Now, I, I'm not knocking the individual. She's been through something with him. 
she's one of the many victims that he is he's done things these things to and what she's getting 44 million or something out of the deal okay that's celebrity stuff but what about the people that get raped and trafficked every day you don't hear nothing about that and so this is why i say well, we got to prioritize what is important how people are feeling what they're not feeling because at the end of the daggone day family and yes you hear my car as i started it up People need to know where the loyalty stand. Are you with me or are you not? To death do you part if it's a marriage thing. Y'all got to be soldiers for real. And I don't mean you got to go out here in the field and kill nobody, have your camouflage on. I mean, you got to be tough. You got to be tough for your love. You got to be tough with somebody. When I say tough, I don't mean coming down on nobody. I mean, if you really love somebody, ride or die for them, man. But make sure they're worth it. Make sure that they would do it for you. You don't got to die to prove yourself out here. Some of us are quit, ready to call it quits as soon as somebody get in their feelings or have an attitude. And that ain't no real love, man. And I'm not talking about you have to take abuse off nobody, verbally or physically. People argue they're going to be disagreeable words. And you don't have to be cussing to do it. You don't got to be yelling to do it. But if every time you turn around, you can't, you got to walk on eggshells because you can't even say something without it being taken wrongfully or then what how real is it you know what's going on with you what you want you know my family really doesn't understand i understand them very well i'm so good at determining what they're going to say and do that they literally say and do it but you know the sad part about that is they can't do that for me well, let me say not for me. That's the wrong t uh, word usage of words. They can't do it with me. They can't tell you what I'm about to say or do. And it got nothing to do. Absolutely. I think I know me better than anybody that's looking from the outside. in. it has absolutely nothing to do, family, with. That's your fault. <laughs> That's easy for somebody who just got a problem or attitude to say something like that carelessly and recklessly and say stuff that they have no true um, connection to or there's no truth in what they're saying. Because you know why? I actually care. Take time out to learn people. And you know what? You're going to always be blamed for something, even no matter how, how much you do something, how good you do, how good you are at it. You're going to always be blamed for somebody else's mistakes, somebody else's lack. But when you do that, just know that it don't work the same on your end as it does for them. You know, when you have a moment, everybody just don't don't be disrespecting me and this and that and all that. Listen. I have been taking things off of people way more than I should have. And if I got to look like the bad guy in this movie, so be it. Nobody is going out of their way for me. Nobody is going out of their way to change, to be more humbled, more apologetic. That's why I say you give what you get. You don't always get back, though, what you give unless it's negative, because that's all some people understand is negative behavior. Sure, be the bigger person, family. Don't take don't go. Don't let anger take over. It hurts. It's hard. I get it. 
it's hard, it hurts. You don't feel like you have a stake or saying something. And people will take your kindness and run it into the ground. I know, I get it. But guess what? Be aware of what's going on right now. You know what's going on, family? You're having fiery trials, you're being tested. That's what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. And I just want you all to understand that. Fiery trials. So, you know, having said all that, fam. The penance. For whatever wrong is being committed. It falls on all of us. I'm not here to point fingers at nobody. I'm here to make a point that we all do it. Sure. When you have something to plead your case about and you need to say where where everything happened, how it happened. Like if somebody had to go to court and they had to plead their side of the story as an eyewitness or someone who was involved. Would you not say based on how you understood it? what happened and that's all we do here on favorite radio we talk about the truth we we speak the things that people want you to hush about we say things and there's an order to things there's a way to do things there's a way to approach people i've always tried to take the best approach maybe not well let me rephrase that i've always tried to resolve something even if it didn't or uh, have the best approach about it Uh, I can't say that I've always taken the best approach because that that would be a lie. But for the most part, I've always tried to do the right thing. Now, like the Bible say, I may be rude in speech, but not in knowledge, not in my heart. Do you know that a lot of people, if you read chapters three through 10 or 11 of first Corinthians, You'll see that the people didn't always get along, that they had a the attitude wasn't the best, but they still got into heaven. You know why? You could also see this in Hebrews nine and ten chapters nine and ten. You know why? Because God knew their hearts. So that tells me that you don't have to be pitch perfect. Now, I'm not condoning you go out here and just have attitudes with people because the Bible says something or you misread or misinterpret into what the Bible's saying and mess around and end up getting yourself sent to hell. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that God understands you better than you know yourself. He created you. He actually came down as one of us. So what I'm saying is this. Have the best intentions. Always have a good heart about things. That don't mean your mannerisms and your attitude are going to be that way. Some people mean mean you well, but they may go about it in a real tough like manner. And that's all I'm saying. You don't want that to be the case with y'all. You know, you want something to be. um, You want to have. You want to do the best you can. You know, you don't want to do something that's going to. Cause you harm or anything. Now, if you guys hear some purring, that's my cat. (laughs) I've made it back to my destination and my cat is like a dog. She 
she's a house cat too, but she likes to be outside. And uh, whenever I come home, she meets me at my car. I don't know any cat that's ever done that. And then maybe somebody has cats like that. I'm only speaking from past experience of me having cats. My cat is very smart. She's very loving. Her name's Midnight. She's pitch black. And uh, yeah, when she come, when I come home, she meets me at the car and then walks back with me towards the house side by side. So um, she's very loving. And animals, I'm going to tell you something, they're very therapeutic because you love them. You love them like family. They become family. They're not just pets. Okay. I look at them as little people as well. They're very intelligent and they're more intelligent than what a lot of humans give them credit for. Um, they love you. They show love. They're forgiving. Um, and if they love you, they, they show love. If they don't care for you, they show that too. But she's a very loving cat. She's very loving. And I love her a lot. She's the best. So sometimes if you live by yourself or if you stay with anybody or, if, you know, you may be living with family members or you may you may be married or you may, you may have a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever your case is. If you love animals, you don't mind having an extra mouth to feed and you don't mind somebody wanting some of your undivided attention and you want to have love, animals are the way to go. Um, dogs, cats, I love them both. And um, they help you more than you realize. They know when you're down. They know when you're feeling sad. They know when something's going on. They can sense it. They literally can sense it and they can smell the fear or the anger or whatever. They can hear it in your tone of your voice. They can tell by looking in your eyes like a person. And they know when you need love the most. And these are gifts from the most high. You know, animals are gifts from the most high. They're beautiful. And they, they hurt. They have feelings like everybody else. They make mistakes. They learn from, from trial and error. And, you know, um, it, it's like that sometimes, you know. But family, we're going to conclude the show. The next show we're going to have is going to be more on some general information. This was another show, of course, for those of you that, you know, say, well, he's taking this more to a personal level. It's always personal, family. It's just that it doesn't have to always be about me. <laughs> Anytime we're talking about salvation, uh, how to survive, what's the best ways to strategically handle things, how to conduct yourself, uh, in a like manner, good or bad, it's always going to be personal for somebody. And and on this show, this is not a business show. This is a personal platform. This, this is why I say we talk about any and everything. All things are connected by one word, spirituality. Because everything has a spirit, not everything has a soul. Okay? Uh, I love you all. Thank you for those of you tuning in. Uh, only thing I ask of any of you to do, share my podcast. That's it. Let people know about Pharaoh Radio. The more the merrier. Um, you know, we have some very great information on this show. We entertain, but we also inform. 
and we like to go about it in the best way possible. We're a real show. We talk about the ways of life. We talk about experiences. We talk about a lot of things. Um, So from me and midnight to you all, we wish you a happy good night. Don't forget to keep your prayers strong. Forgive if you can. Work on it if you can. Uh, Tomorrow isn't promised to none of us. We don't know the day or our hour that we may leave. And you don't want to be caught off guard, fam. Love those you love. And I say it all the time, even though it's not always easily expressed or reciprocated or done. Just know that it's always the intention and it is true. Nonetheless, I'm your boy, J. Rated R. You are tuning in to Fable Radio. We will return after these messages. I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, I'm your boy, J. Rated R. Family signing off saying to all good night and God bless. The next podcast we'll be talking about family is probably going to be about um, STDs and your star. I'm talking more about the star. Uh, STDs in this case will not only be sexually transmitted diseases, but it'll be spiritually transferred um, demons. All right. Y'all be good. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.